genre. down the Marvel Cinematic Universe one movie at a time until the release of Infinity War. Today, we are taking a trip back in time to World War II. This is Ray Russo, and I have with me, as usual, Chris O'Connor. Excelsior! And Becca Raybergen. Hey, guys. And today, we also have a special guest host. We have Naomi Wong. Hello. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Naomi? Me? Little old me? Um, okay. So, I am a human person who really loves <laughs> Captain America and Bucky. Are you sure you're not a Martian? I am a human person um, from the UK, technically, but I have been all around the world. I, I try to do the actor thing with these guys. Yes, cool. <laughs> she is the voice of Lorelai on Game Very by cool. Night and is wonderful at it. It's true, I'm Lorelai. I love it. Yay! Woo-hoo! And while while she was doing that uh traveling from the UK to where she is now, she stopped by Brooklyn, which is my current home, and we actually went and sought out the Captain America statue. We did which I didn't know exists. <laughs> because Brooklyn is just that extra. He's yeah. a kid from Brooklyn, okay? It's cool. And and it's really cool as well, because when I, I used to live in New York for a couple of years, and Brooklyn was my stomping ground as well, so it's really fun. So it used to be at uh, this place, Prospect Park, which is like the closest you're going to get to Central Park in Brooklyn, but it got <laughs> moved, and so we were hunting it down and just going back and forth, and we were really confused, and eventually we were like, fine, we're going to stop and pull into this shopping center right here. And try to figure out where it is. <laughs> so we parked and we went inside. And, and there it was. Inside the how, place. How old is Why? this statue? It's fairly new. I think it was made for like... Like two years old? Yeah, it was made for like the 75th anniversary. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, something like, like that. But like after the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't there when I lived there. It would have been kind of cool if they had done it before the movie. You know. Eh, you know. But I just, I really love how much Brooklyn really is invested in Captain America as a thing, because he's not, he's not real. Like, he's a fictional character, but we're still, like, super attached to him, because... You're with him till the end of the line, but, but okay? Isn't, I know. Is it, is it, like, we are the borough uh, that has signs that say, leaving Brooklyn, forget about it, <laughs> on the freeway. Uh, so, uh, such uh, class. I know, we're such a classy borough. So in case you haven't caught on, we're talking about Captain America, the first Avenger today, (laughs) Um, which is basically a period piece. 
Yes. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, we were talking last time about how we were branching into different genres of film with Thor and how that was a fantasy film. So now we have like a period piece and a, a war piece. Uh, and it really has the trappings of those kind of films. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, uh, it is an interesting, I remember, you know, uh, Iron Man came out and what that, you know, the Iron Man, it was kind of a thing like, uh, where, where everybody was like, oh, oh yeah, no, nobody's seen Iron Man. Nobody knows who Iron Man is. This will be new to audiences. Um, but it worked out, but it also kind of sort of fit with what we know and understand. And, and, uh, and Hulk had already been done to death on TV and we'd had the TV movies and we had two movies. And so Hulk made sense. We knew what we were going to do there, but then they get to, to, I guess the, the, the most like difficult thing to do was Thor, where it's just like, okay, wait, what are you going to do here? I mean, they did it. Mm-hmm. They pulled it off. Woohoo! And then, but then they had the same problem with Captain America. It's like, well, okay, how do run. we put Captain America into this universe? And uh, there were a lot of different things that they could have done. They could have, like, done some sort of complete reboot where he's just you know, of this time and place, they could have done, um, you know, they could have just had him start now and have him existed in the past. I, I don't know. But when they announced that they were going to do it as like a, a period war piece, it, w- it was like, well, that that's, huh, that's, huh. You know, we all kind of sort of scratched our heads and like, you know, we're eager to see it because Marvel had been doing so well up to that point. And like, you know, I had read The Ultimates and was really into how it was, you know, done then, uh, the, the Cap story. And uh, they got uh, um, a, a director who's, frankly, whose name I didn't know. But, you know, now that I, I did, you know, Joe Johnston. I didn't realize, you know, they said, oh, this is the guy who did The Rocketeer. And I was like, all right, so I'm good. I didn't know the name of the director of The Rocketeer, but I knew The Rocketeer. And I was like, yeah, if he can if he can make Captain America like in but with, you know, in The Rocketeer kind of stop that. That's good. I'm good. I'll be I'm fine. I mean, the thing is, Captain America was created to punch Nazis. Yeah. So you can't you can't really do it any other way, in my opinion. He has to punch Nazis. <laughs> I take that Nazis. Yeah, I, that's what got me. All of them. He has to punch uh, all of them. But just like I was reading the unofficial story yes. of Marvel Comics that mm-hmm. came out, and or the unofficial history of Marvel Comics, and one of the things that really struck me as interesting was that they were receiving death threats when Captain America came out. Because Sheesh. this country at that time had a lot of Nazi sympathizers and were turning away refugees yep. and either did not yep. want to get involved or thought that Hitler had some great ideas. Yeah. But America. Because America is just so great. But then you have these Jewish creators who are like, they see what's going on overseas. And Didn't they created- he used to go downstairs and like out on the street to fight them? And like, well, that was like yeah. one story. That was one story. They're like, hey, there's Nazis yeah. downstairs. He's oh, like, yeah, all no, right, yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, Jack Kirby. <laughs> like, yeah. two people yeah. showed up at the mm-hmm. office saying they wanted to fight him, and then he like rolled up his sleeves and they ran away. He's like, hold my beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think if Jack Kirby saw what Marvel had done in the comics recently, uh, he would also roll up his sleeves Ugh. and punch. Ugh. 
Do we? So do we want to go ahead and just talk about that now or later or yeah, what? Yeah, I guess so. Like the get it out of the way. I didn't. I didn't read that run. It's, it's <laughs> a, what is it? Secret War or something? What is it? Secret Empire. Secret Empire. Secret Empire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so from from my position of not having read the whole thing, uh, you'll, you'll fill in the detail. You'll fill in the details in a little bit here. But my understanding is everybody who was good is bad, and Captain America was a Nazi Hydra super spy the whole time. I guess is that what they did? How I did guess, it end? I don't... How did it resolve? What was the stupid point? Oh he... no! So I was reading. Um, it was basically an article on Marvel's Marvel Comics. PR nightmares in this past year. <laughs> and um, basically, so like I think a year after the original Hydra Cap thing happened, um, they were into Secret Empire at which point, which ended, they act, they spoiled their own ending like five times this year. Um, but it ended basically with Hydra Cap fighting this ghost of Real Cap mm-hmm. and then like Real Cap winning or something. I don't know. I don't know, dear oh, listeners. Okay. I really don't know. Because that's how you Great. make commentary about um, fascism in America. Okay, so he was so Hydra Cap wasn't real Cap the whole time. No, I think Hydra Cap was the real Cap. Like they were trying to pretend that Hydra Cap was real, but then they brought back like the ghost of I don't. So, know. So Hydra Cap wasn't supposed to be real. Though it was a dream. Probably someone went back in time. There was time travel involved. Because when is what? time travel not involved? Good job. <laughs> yeah, basically. I reject your canon and substitute my own is my philosophy when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But it was also really striking because I went back and read Fear Itself, <laughs> which was not that old. Like, yeah, Fear that's... Itself was like <laughs> less than 10 years ago, yeah. probably closer to five years ago. It was so. This was when I was first getting into comics. Uh, so, listeners, if you do not know what Fear Itself is, uh... okay. <laughs> That would be me. I don't know. Either. So I don't. Secret, uh, Fear Itself was an arc in which a couple of Hydra characters, primarily Cynthia Schmidt, uh, a.k.a. Sin, who is the Red Skull's daughter and girlfriend of Crossbones, uh, she unleashed the Midgard Serpent from Asgardian lore and was basically using Asgardian technology to... Okay. Take over the world, and she corrupted. She corrupted a bunch of weapons, and then gave them to other characters. Like She Hulk became like an evil rage monster, and I think <laughs> Thing also. Like they were corrupted by the power of the Asgardian Ooh. weapons, and it was a very much Nazis bad story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the fact that we got from Nazis bad in the late twenty. 20- like the late two thousands to Hydra Cap is okay. This I, I was Hydra. was the point of that that Hydra Cap was okay. I thought it was just like sort of a cynical. The world sucks and don't hold any heroes. And they weren't actually portraying Hydra Cap as good, were they? Well, I think that's what they were trying to do. But the fact that it la- that Hydra Cap was a thing that lasted for more than a year for like a year. Ugh. Way more than a year. It was like a year and a half. Also, you kind of reach a point with that sort of thing where, like, you may in- your 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 biting commentary may be intended as something that mocks Nazis or puts them down, but eventually they take it as their own and think it's great. Kind of like how American History X is not the biting commentary it's supposed to be anymore. They love it, which is insane. And then the person who came up with who wrote the Hydrocap arcs was just like, it's really not that big a deal, you guys. You're all overreacting. He straight up said that punching Nazis is not the answer. And I'm like, 
get away from Captain America. You do. You clearly <laughs> don't understand the character. Just, just go away. I think the only thing that I liked that came out of Hydra Cat being a thing was the fact that Chris Evans was on Twitter like, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, what, 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 what is this? Cap. He is literally becoming Captain America. Chris Evans, actually Captain America. He really is. Like, <laughs> he is Cap at this point. Marvel hit that nail on the head when they cast that boy. Well, I suppose that's something we could talk about, the uh, the casting. Like, yes. That had to be one of the hardest bits of, you know, like, I, 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 obviously it's difficult to cast any sort of, like, storied character that has decades of, of fandom behind him. Like, you know, casting Tony Stark was, was difficult in its way. Casting uh, Bruce Banner is difficult in its way. Casting Thor, okay, maybe less difficult. They just needed, like, somebody tall and blonde. But, uh, well, I mean, they, they did a great job, and he's cool. They but, took ages casting Thor, though. Because... Because Chris Hemsworth got turned away before, and they like had a three whole times bunch of, or something. Yeah, and they had a whole bunch of other people, including Tom Hiddleston, going for it. But then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you seen the footage of that? Because it's hilarious. <laughs> I need to now. He looks that, like which, which which blows my mind. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot imagine because, like, you watch the first Thor, and he's so tiny. He's so tiny next to Chris Hemsworth, and it's like this is. I knew that, and it was just like it. It, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, seriously, when you have the opportunity, l- look up um, Tom Hiddleston's <laughs> screen test for Thor because he has like the '80s porn star hair. Oh my gosh! Um, I mean, he put on a lot of muscle for him, but it's but he's still a beanpole. He's just he's yeah. just skinny but muscular. Because like Chris Hemsworth, because Chris Hemsworth's bicep is like the size of uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston's yeah. head. Yeah, he, he's made it's that. Like, comp- come on, guys. He's made that com- uh, comparison himself. Oh my god! Yeah, it's okay. just okay. then it yeah. was it's it's obvious <laughs> anyway. But yeah, sorry, but Captain America. Chris Evans as Captain America, like you know, the, I I remember like you know they're talking about like wh- when they were looking to do the casting when they were when they were working on it. Like uh, one of one of the 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 strong themes throughout was okay, but can we please? This one has to actually yeah. be American, guys. Yeah. Come on, you can't. <laughs> please, please don't. Please don't cast somebody. No offense to the British or Canadians, but can Captain America please be American? I mean, it's <laughs> it's funny because I, the, when they made the Patriot, yeah, the Patriot himself <laughs> and yep. his son were Australian. Yep, yep. <laughs> casting. Yay. So somehow they finally settled on for Captain America. The guy who used to be Johnny Storm, but not before considering uh, uh, Jim from The Office. <laughs> What, uh, what's his name? Krasinski? Michael? Yeah. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim, John, John Krasinski. Yeah, I don't, John, John, John Krasinski? It's John. John Krasinski, yeah. John Krasinski was like, they, he, he was pretty close, uh, like to getting it. Like no. they had him like in this, they, they were like trying to get him into the suit and he's like, oh, this is terrible. And like, you know, he was like, he did some testing and like he was close, but he's like, ah, you know, it'll, Ultimately, it obviously didn't work out. And then, like the next year or something, like well after Evans had gotten it, like he, he uh, Krasinski's like told this story like on Conan or something. He's like, "Yeah, I ran into that guy at the gym, and it was like the most humbling and humiliating." I was like, "I understand why he's Captain America, and I'm not." <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god!" I mean, also think about like like I said, with Hiddleston was going for Thor, and he ran into him, and obviously, but then Sebastian Stan also was going for Captain America and then imagine you don't get it and then you and then you're faced with the person who did get it every single day <laughs> wow like, yeah I didn't get it this is a reminder 
in front of me in person every day. You know, that that is one of those things about casting. It, it, it's like they, they loved you. You get close to the main role. And if they loved you enough, maybe they're like, but you could do this other thing. And then, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to not take the role? You're going to take the role. Oh, Come yeah. On, and take Bucky the role. was totally worth it for Substan. So, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He got to hold the shield in all three movies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did. As he says, they like to taunt him with that. And he might end up holding it when Evans gets bored. The amount of acting that Sebastian Stan can do with his eyes alone. Yes. That's yes. phenomenal. Ugh. Under grease paint. We'll talk about that more when we get to the second film. But... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The when the one that's yeah. more about him. What are you talking about? This whole series is about Bucky and how much Steve loves Bucky. Look, Bucky Bear Bucky Bear is the one character in this series. It's only about Bucky Bear, obviously. Anyway, they came to Chris Evans, the former Johnny Storm of the terrible Fantastic <laughs> Four movies. Excuse Although, you? The second the the the, Ex- the, <laughs> the better Fantastic Four movies. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. There've been there have been three versions of the Fantastic Four on film, <laughs> and uh, I suppose the ones that Chris Evans were in are by far and away the best. I mean, how can you not love him as Johnny Storm waking up topless, just clicking his fingers with flames coming out of his fingers? That's amazing. <laughs> or when he's like, he's there, he's like, you, you're hot. You're really hot. He's like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Ugh. Amazing. <laughs> He's come a long way since not another teen movie. Yeah. Yes, he has. Yeah, he has. Yep. Yes, he has. Certainly has. So speaking of Bucky, yes. I think one of the things we should touch on is this is when they made this movie, they decided to make a major departure from <laughs> who Bucky and Steve are to each other. Oh, thank God. Not the kid sidekick. And I think it was yeah. definitely for the best because, mm-hmm. you know, yes. it, oh, God, yes. in the era that the original comics were made in. The teenage sidekick was a much more common it was fine. thing. It was fine. Right, because they were going for their reading, you know, their, those readers. And, and they didn't care. I mean, like, it didn't right. It didn't matter that it didn't make sense. Like, his costume wasn't some sort of a, a tactical collection of, like, you know, he didn't have a utility belt and, like, belts and, and, like, straps and stuff. Like, his outfit was, frankly, silly. And it was fine to have a teenage uh, a sidekick in a war front with him fighting Nazis. But now... <laughs> It's creepy. Yeah. It was fine the same way that having a child as his Robin ward, was fine. Having his ward. Uh, at, least, at least they didn't live together as his ward. You know, there, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Slide so down the pole together. With Bucky, I remember there was a saying, like, no one ever stays dead except Uncle Ben and Bucky. And then, you know, they decided to bring Bucky back. In the comics. And I like then, the alliteration there. Yeah. Bring and Bucky then, back. And then now we are here. Back to the Bucky. Yes. Yeah, Bucky. D- can't keep a good Bucky down. He's definitely, uh, he's he is zombie of a character. <laughs> he, he's going to Bucky his way back. He's stubborn. He is as stubborn as Steve. <laughs> so this movie picks up basically... Not quite where Thor ended, but it begins with some serious Asgardian shit. Around the same time. Oh, yeah. It, sta- it's, it starts in the same place that the, uh, the Battle of uh, Tonsberg took place in Thor. Yes. Yes, it does. Because we have Red Skull going and looking for the Tesseract because he believes that that 
uh, as guardian artifact is what holds the key. First, it opens in the present yeah, day. Yeah, it does a Titanic like, thing. You know, being in the Arctic and finding a plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Titanic frame. I like it. Yeah, which was probably like when we did the um, – when you listen to Hulk – we mentioned that there was a cut opening where he goes to the Arctic Circle and there's like a, a shot of the capsicle. And that's basically what this probably would have been, where like, you know, mm. they find the ship. He's and been the waiting shield. long enough. <laughs> He's asleep. He's been sleeping long enough. <laughs> it's funny. My notes, my notes here say, what is it? Oh, no, it's a cute boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Not In the ice? I think. You're not wrong, and I'm pretty sure that was Peggy's mindset the entire film. No, not the entire oh, no. time. Not the entire time. No, she was into Steve anyway. No, no, I think it was began. the entire time. Yeah, it was the entire time. Literally, well, it was, you know, he was he's in a the cute beginning. Boy. It was more like cute. That's like, what I cute, said. Though. Yeah, oh no, it's boy. a cute boy. I think the infle- I think the inflection on "Oh no, it's a cute boy" changed. You know, "Oh yeah. no, it's a cute oh, yeah. no." It's a right, exactly. It, it does change. Oh no. Almost her, passed. Her little, her, her peggy <laughs> we'll get to that. Anyway. She stops um, herself. Yeah, what no, she did it. She did it. She did it. Anyway, um <laughs> Oh yeah, Norway. So Red Skull shows up and like the Nazis are like trying to push the sarcophagus open and then like, you know, the 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 the, the light frames our villain and he comes in and he's telling Filch that like, ah, you know, the Asgardians, blah, 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 blah. And then he pushes the sarcophagus yeah. open on his own because he's so much stronger than everybody else. And uh and then yeah. he finds like, I guess, <laughs> a piece a, of glass. A decoy. <laughs> It the fake out tesseract. The decoy. That's, the that's decoy. a terrible yeah. accent. Yeah. That was so bad. <laughs> his, ac- his accent in this movie is so weird. This is not the way we do like, it. You know, he's like intentionally like, you know, V-ing W's <laughs> and W-ing V's. I, I, oh, it's crazy. Where will you go? <laughs> you are insulting Hugo Weaving right now. That's fine. That's fine. He he was not too happy about this movie anyway, so it's fine. He's not going to listen to this podcast. But then what if he does? Hi, I loved you as Elrond. <laughs> yes, every time I watch anything you do, all I hear is Mr. Anderson on the end of every sentence. <laughs> it's really fun to do if you're watching a Hugo Weaving film to just every time he says a line, if there's a space, say Mr. Anderson. It's really amusing. Hours of fun. I'm going to have to do that with me for The Vendetta. strength of, fa- of men has failed, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> we are superior beings, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> okay, so then he goes over to the wall. It is forged from the shards of Narsil, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Yes, he goes. Oh he goes. God. He goes to Idrisil. He goes over to the wall and he sees the carving of Idrisil, and he pushes the little button. The tree of the world, <laughs> world. The tree. Mr. Anderson <laughs> of the world. Oh my god! And then he gets the tesseract and goes, and See? it's ominous, and and it's clear that the world is doomed. Bright lights, yes. but he doesn't Ooh. touch it. Yes, because he knows better. It's clear he? that he knows exactly what he's dealing with when when oh, this starts. Yes. Like, Let's see you know, here. he knows where to look. He knows what it like the jewel of Odin's, you know, kingdom or whatever treasure trove. And I, 
And I, I love how he's like, Hitler can keep searching for trinkets in the Trin- desert. Yeah. And I'm just like, Indiana Jones right. is taking care of that. <laughs> Indiana Jones exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as far as I'm concerned. It does. <laughs> Disney owns Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm own, owns Indiana yeah, Jones. Right. It's he's got a- literally... Yeah. Whoa, wait, what? Oh, that had never occurred to me. Holy crap. He does. He does. He does. Oh, my God. I love it. Thank you. Uh, so so he gets the Tesseract. It's all bright and shiny. He kills the whole village anyway because Nazis are assholes. Um, and, yeah. uh, and then we go to New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to newspapers that don't make any sense because they're, they're from after Shh. the events that are happening right now. I'm proud of you. That's my kind of nerdery. So Steve's in the theater, movie theater, watching the newsreels. He's so little. We have this guy being just an ass and disrespecting soldiers, which is not something you do around Steve Rogers. Show some respect. <laughs> Show some yeah. respect. Uh, that's one of the things I really love about Steve is just, he, he's not trying to get into this war to be violent or to fight he he's just like good men are laying down their lives and i i don't have the right to do any less than that so anyways you have little skinny scrawny steve challenging this dude to a fight because uh, that's what he does he, he is a human personification of that like fight me emoticon emoji. the yeah. fight me yeah <laughs> fight me. He, he literally that is steve but yeah. i would say he's a different in a different way than say alexander hamilton would be <laughs> oh yeah 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 definitely Alexander Hamilton could at least throw down a little. <laughs> right, but he's also like, he's like the arrogant fight me, and yeah. Steve is the earnest yeah, fight the me. The 90-pound yeah. asthmatic who, who's just doing it because it's right. The 90-pound asthmatic who, how did he not die of polio? Like, I find myself asking myself this all the time. And maybe that's why he's 90 pounds. Like, like, his whole chart, I wrote it down, and I ticked the ones that are literally written on the wall that you have to tell them because it's like an automatic no. And yeah. there's like five ticks next to this. And that's just <laughs> like straight away, because he's got asthma straight away, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, <laughs> sinusitis, <laughs> chronic oh or frequent colds, <laughs> high blood pressure, palpitation or pounding okay. in heart, easy what? fatigability, heart uh, trouble, nervous trouble of oh any God. sort, which is my favorite. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> has had. He, it's, it's not even done. This this boy did not win the genetic lottery. He needs to be in a bubble. <laughs> Has had household contract with tuberculosis. And, what? And he's had a parent or sibling <laughs> with diabetes or cancer. Oh my god. It's so <laughs> terrible. Like, that, Steve, that really makes no. you see. Like, you stick a needle in his arm, it's going to go right through. Uh, like, Literally. <laughs> like if, exactly. Oh man, if he didn't get the super soldier serum, he was going to die in 10 years anyway. I was born with glass yeah. bones and paper skin. They call me Mr. Glass. <laughs> this episode is going in a direction I was not <laughs> anticipating. Oh. So, a little bit, a little bit, so- a little bit self-destructive. Um, you know, he means well. He he's very earnest. He super duper wants to do what he believes is right. But yeah. he yeah. is not. He's um, an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. He, it, dis- <laughs> yeah. Discretion is the better part of valor. Is not a, an expression he ever. Yeah. Well, he heard it, but I'm sure he didn't understand no. it. Why don't you? He's just like, ah, eh, doesn't apply. Yeah. And then you have that first foreshadowing of the, the trash shield. Can. Yeah, I could do this all day. Yeah. He says that in every film. <laughs> I love it's it. It's the I've got a bad feeling about this of this uh yes. series. He yeah. says it twice in this one, right? And also, can we just talk about how quiet Bucky is at sneaking? Because he's a teddy bear. 
was he like was was he like hiding in a little in a doorway or something? Was yes. he just like because he's a what? sniper? His 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 basic training oh, yeah. went well. He excelled in Honestly, stealth. Honestly, I think he yeah. just found the alleyway behind the theater and waited for Steve to come out and fight somebody. Well, I also I've written here the sound of punching, and he was like, ah, "I bet that's Steve." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, considering the way that uh, like that drive later with Peggy, where they're going through the neighborhood, he's like, "I got beat up behind that drugstore. I got beat up behind that alley. I got beat up over there." <laughs> It's like, dude. It's yeah. Again, it's like that that meme. Yeah, the the it's meme like, where it's oh like, oh my god, uh, I want to be Nazis are fun, and then it's like, excuse me, and then you hear like tri- sound of tripping, and then he's like, found him. <laughs> but it clearly shows it is fully established in such a small short small span of time. They're best friends. They're best buds for life. Best buds for life. Yes. And they also established that they are definitely from Brooklyn because they're like, seriously, Jersey? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or they go they go to the World's Fair. I, I oh man, I love I love the, the, the Stark Expo. Clara from Doctor Who happens to be yeah, there. Yeah, Clara. Clara from Doctor Who is one of the double dates. And actually that is, you know, not that that's uh not the most egregious like underusing of a, a great actress in this film. Yeah, no, that, that comes, comes super later. later, and it makes yeah. me so mad. Yeah. Um, and so at the World's Fair, yeah. we get introduced to another protagonist of this movie, or antagonist, depending on your point of view. <laughs> uh, protagonist. In a very flashy, Tony Starkian way, Howard Stark. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dominic Cooper. I love him. I, I love it, man. He, he, yeah. No, uh, not so an American. Good. Yeah, not an American. That's fine. <laughs> but it's not Captain also, America, so it's fine. Also, it's Howard, this it's is fine. the Howard Stark yeah. III. At this yeah. point, we have now had three people <laughs> embody Howard. Stark. Yeah, we had the guy who was the pictures, yep. the pictures in the first one, John Slattery in this in the second Iron Man, and now Dominic Cooper, which was kind of a weird thing. It's like I remember like some of the discussions at the time. It's like so we've got Dominic Cooper, Cooper, and 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 John Slattery playing the same characters, um, the same character at the same time, basically. At what point, like, is it in the 60s that Dominic Cooper transforms into John Slattery? He, he regenerates like the Doctor. Or, or is there like, is there like a slow metamorphosis also, between Cooper and Slattery? how old is Howard supposed Slattery? to be in this movie? <laughs> He's just like, a younger man. Uh-huh. They don't need to say. Uh-huh. He's probably 30s? the same age as Dominic Cooper. Late 20s? Uh, At the start. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what age Dominic Cooper is, but I, I imagine Steve and Bucky yeah. are like twenty. Uh, well, hang on, ish. we can work it out. We can work it out because this takes place in June nineteen forty-three. Uh, Bucky, depending, okay. depending. I thought it was forty-two. Oh, I thought it was forty-two. Was, wait, hang on. Steve was born in nineteen eighteen, right? No, yeah, no. Oh, so wow. So, uh, so he's Steve's like little trying to sign up to the army slip was dated the 14th of June, 1943. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. Good eye. It's, it's, it uh, yes, it there? is July 4th, 1990... Uh, hang on, 1918. <laughs> yeah. And then depending on which source, Bucky's either born in, ni- in 1917 or 1919. We don't quite know because they've got two buff dates for Bucky Barnes. So maybe he lied. <laughs> maybe he's actually okay, 17. So- okay. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, so Steve is twenty five. So Howard Stark is maybe I I I think I think Howard Stark is a little older. I think he's like thirty. He's probably thirty one, something like that. 
Yeah, that's what I would have had him pick. He's for. more experienced. He's been he's been through higher education. He's established a company. <laughs> he's you know been through lots of yeah, fondue. He, because because Howard Stark also started off poor, right? So he yeah. mm-hmm. he had to he yeah. had to work yeah. to get to where up. he is. So okay. it's a good thing he's a genius. Flying cars. Oh yeah, the flying that does car help. that doesn't fly. <laughs> Hey, it floated. Hey, I did say a couple of years. <laughs> it floated. He recovered well. Yes, he did. I also, I, I love the way that he wipes his mouth after kissing the girl. I don't know why, <laughs> but the way he does it just really makes me laugh every time. It's just like, I have to cleanse my palate between kissing random people. <laughs> because, because she didn't leave any lipstick on him or anything. He's yeah. just like, yep, better pat that dry. Maybe he's a germaphobe. <laughs> he's, he's a womanizer and a germaphobe. <laughs> Wow, good combination. It, you know, Tony has a problem with being handed things, and Howard has a problem with, you know, just randomly being kissed. I don't know. There was nothing no. random about that kiss. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that was no. rehearsed. I, I, choose yeah. to, I choose to believe that this character is, uh, that, that uh, Jenna Louise Coleman's character here is Clara traveling through time and just having a great time in New York. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. And so now Steve decides... Again, he is going Ugh. to try to get accepted to the military. To be honest, again, he's going to try to get in just one more time. Yeah, he he already got turned down once today because like fights, he yep. does not know when to stop. I I love Steve, but I'm also like kind of annoyed about this because this is Bucky's last yeah, night. Yeah, that is kind of a, and he just wants to spend that's, time that's with him. Not cool, like he's not paying any attention to those girls. It's all about Steve. It's, but then he just it is disappears. Kind of unfortunate. Again. And it's like, hey, you're my best friend. Why are you? I mean, it's like, dude, you're you're not because as far as but, you know, as far as they're both concerned, there isn't some sort of magical situation that's going to turn Steve into a, somebody capable of going off to war. It's like, dude, yeah. I'm not going to see you again. I could die. Yeah. Let's say goodbye properly. But no. So but that's, you know, Steve's prob- biggest flaw is that he's in, he's headstrong and you're not going to deter him from doing what he thinks is right. And I think, in a way, seeing Bucky go off, this is probably his way of dealing with it because he doesn't want to let him go alone. He's try. He's going to try and join him. He's he's like, I can make it. Exactly. I'll be there. Trust me. Uh, I'll be in the trenches with you. Wait, not trenches. Anyway, but you know, you know what I mean. That was a different war. Different war. <laughs> Whatever. And the trenches were a terrible idea. Oh, so bad. So bad. And that's why you watched Wonder Woman to see why that was a bad idea. Eh. Yes. Or you know, all quiet on the Western Front. This is a superhero movie podcast. We're going with Wonder Woman. All right, superhero movies, superhero movies. And then yes. Stanley Tucci oh. Tucci's his way onto the screen. Yeah. Stanley so, Tucci, you want to fight some Nazis? Stanley Tucci just Tucci's all over the place. Uh, Tucci, Tucci, Tucci. So you want to kill Nazis? Also, he okay. So he sh- so he shows up. Is it Ernstgein or or? or- it's it's a take on Einstein, right? Eisenstein. Well, I was thinking it was actually because there's a, there's an Erskine Street. I, oh, Erskine Street. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's probably named yeah here in either Brooklyn or yeah. Queens. Um, what was the uh, what was the name in the Incredible Hulk on the vet that uh, Thunderbolt Ross pulls up? Eisenstein or Reinstein? Which where is that guy, and how does he figure into this? Anyway, um, yeah, the thing about this that I couldn't believe, because this is still at the World's Fair, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's yep. a there's a sign-up center mm-hmm. at the World's Fair. How did they get his records there? Well, because... 
How did they know that he's applied five times Don't and been denied? Ask that, that is some astounding question. record keeping for the 40s. Thank you very much. I don't buy it. Or he just visited random borough um, recruitment centers and picked up different files on rejected applicants. Yeah. That's entirely possible. And he was like, this name has come up like 15 times. Who the hell is this guy? Who is this asthmatic who keeps trying to sign up? This 90 pound kid. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just going to check on him really quick and see if he's nuts. I really (laughs) like that theory, though, that Erskine was going around to pick up rejections. Because that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's complete. That's totally the way he would have yeah. done it. After being burned by Schmidt, that's totally the way he would have really done like it. I really like the bit where he he's like, uh, "Is this a test?" He's like, "Yeah, it's a test." <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's like, "Of course it is." <laughs> Whenever Steve is like, "Is this a test? Is this a test?" I'm like, "You're supposed to say that inside your head." <laughs> you can wonder it because you know we all go, or at least I assume we all go through life thinking, "Is this a test?" Every time someone asks a question. But you, you keep it inside your head, right? You don't just straight out ask it to their face. Depends on the and test. Erskine makes a really great point in this scene as well. Because Steve hears the accent and asks him where he's from. Mm-hmm. And he very pointedly says Queens. Yes. <laughs> but but before that, yes. And then he makes the very important point that the first people that the Nazis invaded were their own. And that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's so fitting for right now. To right now, the night of the long knives, oh, crystal night, all those things, the burning of the Reichstag, so many terrible things that happened in the thirties. It was Nazis killing Germans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. That's, I think it's, it's also uh, relevant that is to what's thing. going on in the Middle East. Everyone like there's all this like fear mongering around Muslims in the United States. I'm like, do you not realize that the majority of people who are being killed are Muslim, like, yeah, mm. it's, it's just it's horrifying. And <sighs> who is definitely Jewish, right, guys? Yes, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, well, yeah. he's Einstein, so yeah, yeah, that's that's the point. And somehow, Steve comes up with the magic answer to that test. I don't like bullies. Yes. I don't like bullies. <laughs> I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. He's such a good. Yeah, he's such a good thinking. I, I wonder, like, how many times in his childhood was like some other small kid being beaten up, and then Steve, Ro- you know, little Steve Rogers goes up and like, "Hey, you stop that!" Listen, and then the bully yeah. starts beating and up Steve instead. Well, you <laughs> see, in my head, that's how he and Bucky met. I like to think that actually, when they were kids, Bucky was smaller than him. And then that—that's just the way my own brain goes, because to me, Bucky's oh, yeah. always been a—he's been younger than Steve in my mind for whatever reason. It, it is a—it is a conceivable situation that like Steve could have been like large for his age, like or large at a time, and then mm-hmm. just didn't mature well. Yeah, I used to be the tallest in my class, and now look at me. How tall are you now? I'm five foot two. <laughs> okay, but also all those illnesses would have stunted his growth, right. even if he would have otherwise, you know been on track or whatever <laughs> having all those yeah fevers. the scarlet yeah. fever may have done it may have uh, cut him mm-hmm. off i'm pretty sure yeah. i would have been taller if i didn't do wrestling Ugh. i walked in there the first day and i weighed 150 pounds and i was like cool i'll wrestle like 140 right and they're like no 119 Ah-ah! so steve gets selected goes off to boot camp where he is the tiniest special boot camp SSR boot camp. 
SSR boot camp. Run by Peggy Carter. <laughs> I love her. Her yep. first name is yep. Agent. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, oh, she man. makes a very powerful entrance because the first one of the soldiers says some sexist comment to her. Big Gilmore? Face. Gilmore? Gilmore? Hodge. Hodge? Yeah. Hodge. And then she immediately tells him to she tells him to put his foot forward and then stomps on it with her heel. She punches him in the face now. Yeah. Yeah, she punches him in the face. Oh, yeah, she punches him in the face. Yeah, the foot foot forward was just a thing. Yeah, that was like just putting him in the right position and then, oh, okay, bang. Yep. On the floor. Yeah. Also, how perfect was the casting for Tommy Lee Jones? I mean, you can't pick. He's a good, cranky old general. You can't pick anybody else. Yeah. I like the way when he's like, it's like, we're going to win because we have the best men. The best men who are going to be better. <laughs> like just waiting for like the the Mulan music to, to come out. This is such a Mulan it, it section really of the movie. Yes. It is. You could probably right make the this flagpole. whole section into a. Yes. You can. Uh, yeah. And you using, can make. They both use their brains. <laughs> yeah. To get there. Nobody's gotten that flag in 17 years. And Steve's like, wow, you people are dumb. 17 years of people who are really <laughs> Sounds stupid. like a challenge. He's like, challenge accepted. Hold my beer. I just like the way he doesn't, he doesn't, he just like slowly walks up to it, pulls out the pin, waits for it to fall. He doesn't even push it to make it fall. He just waits. He, he waited. He probably <laughs> waited because he didn't have the breath to push it over. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm so tired. And although you can see, I think that was the moment where Peggy fell in love with him because, yeah, like she was, she was like, "That's great." Appreciation on her face. Oh no, like, cute boy! This, this guy's special. <laughs> oh no, cute boy! Oh no, he's cute. <laughs> he's cute and he's smart. Oh no, he's a door bubble. He really is. Too bad he's a ninety-pound asthmatic. Oh wow, they really got to do something about that. Gee, I, I think they might actually yep, have something yep, yep. for that. Are you sure? What? <laughs> really? There, there's a serum and a casket for that. Vital Got some rays, rays son. And some, and some needles. Vital. We're going to so, give you a needle problem. The, yeah, the Vita rays. What a silly... Oh, anyway. But, oh, yeah. So, so like, Tommy Lee Jones is all like, Hodge is the best we got. He passed all the tests. He's a soldier. He's going to do what he wants. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Erskine's like, yeah, but he's a bully, you know, like, he's, he's a, he's a dick. <laughs> Look uh, at that. And, he's uh, making me cry. And then, and Tommy Ray. Lee Jones is like, all right, fine. You know, he throws the grenade out there. I'm like, what did he, what did he kind of want there? I mean, did he think Hodge was going to jump on? I don't know, whatever. I think he did. I think pretty much. I think he was. He yeah. thought Hodge was going to jump on it, but Hodge ran away. And yeah, Steve of course Hodge was, was going to run away. Hodge is a dick. Yeah, he's he's out for himself, and Steve thinks of the greater good. And yeah, Peggy, Peggy runs was forward running as well. forward, like you know, it, it, you know, uh, uh, Steve like jumps on it, and Peggy's running forward, and I'm like. Huh. You know, she she didn't see what uh what the colonel was doing. And it's kind of a thing. Like, did she men- intend to do the same thing? Which or I it wasn't so. a thing where she could have seen him uh Steve going and like was I mean, you're not gonna save him from that. I, I think she was doing the same thing. No. I I yeah. mean I, I think that would be a reasonable assumption that they think similarly. 
He's still skinny. He's still skinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, then the uh, the drink. Is this a test? <laughs> <laughs> and then the um, the drinks. Steve and oh, Eric. You have, a, you have a procedure tomorrow. <laughs> what do you no doing? Okay, we'll drink later, right? He's like, oh, no, I drink this now. No, I'll drink the both. <laughs> and he gives, like, the whole backstory with Schmidt and, like, how, like, uh, the serum amplifies what's inside you, which we saw in The Incredible Hulk. Yep. Or, uh, you we know, did. We yep. talked about that Emil then. Emil Blonsky yep. was, you know, he, 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 was, he was just a fighter. He wanted the, the, the strength. He wanted to fight. And the serum made him fight more. And it made Schmidt even more of an asshole. Um, and, you know, it's like... <laughs> And it turns Steve into a sweeter, softer cinnamon roll. Aww. <laughs> well, a, a, a sweet, muscles. a sweet cinnamon, a glazed, a glazed, a, a sweet cinnamon glazed cinnamon roll. roll who is hard as rock. Yeah, <laughs> come I on. I really love the, the in terms of special effects, the way they were able to use the body double. Oh, and, Steve! You know, yeah. crop his face onto him like it works really well every time i watch the movie it's very believable it it's feels like seamless yep. to me and then there's also like the scenes where it's clearly just chris evans kneeling <laughs> <laughs> I, I i have a confession as well so i didn't watch captain america until i think it was on tv at christmas time like at the end of the mm -hmm. year it came out because when I saw the trailers for Captain America, first of all, I lived in England, so yeah. it wasn't really a big thing. We're like, oh, Captain Just America, wait for Captain why would Britain. we... Do they really... Oh, <laughs> we, we, we really need another all-American, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw the trailer, and seeing Chris Evans' face on a tiny body really freaked me out. It is, it is really so, bizarre. So I didn't go see the movie, because I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that, no. That's really creepy. It looks like Can't do it. It's Gollum. <laughs> No, what it's have they not. done to Johnny Storm? He was so attractive. <laughs> Just you wait. They got extinguished. They extinguished oh. him. <laughs> it's like the you know, you know when you blow a match out and it's all shriveled up and little. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Oh man. So that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I I do like um in this section with when he's talking about Schmidt. Um, and uh, maybe it's just me, but I like to think maybe it's a visual callback to Thor that only just came out as well, when he has all the different Schmitts there, because there's no reason really to have that many oh, yeah. Schmidt, faces Schmidt faces on one frame, <laughs> if they're not making like... Or Schmidt heads. I mean, because it does, it evokes memories of like the, when, uh, when Loki is doing his multiplying mm -hmm. thing. So I don't know if they're thinking, well, that's fresh in people's minds, yeah. we can show immediately he's a bad guy by equating him to the other bad guy. Visually, mm, that's an interesting angle. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's like searching through all the 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 ancient stuff, the Thor stuff, the the Asgardian mm. things. It's like he was into myth I mean, and things. Yeah, that was like there's so much Thor stuff. In God, this the Nazis movie, are so weird. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Fucking psychos. Anyway. <laughs> like they. Well, we are gonna get ourselves on some very interesting lists for all our Nazi bashing, which I'm proud to be on. Oh no, we're not. They don't care. Uh, I mean, just hmm? fine. But if we do, <laughs> if we do, that's fine. I'm in Virginia. <laughs> uh, come on, guys. Anyway, um. <clears throat> oh, so it cuts away to 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 Schmidt. In in Germany, and 
Si- and, and, talking Zola. About, Zola. and talking about his imminent victory. Uh, <laughs> it's like I okay, check off the visual uh, that they use to introduce Zola because it's a direct callback Zola's, to his character Zola in the comics. Is such a freaking weird design in the in the comics. He's a TV. Sh- he's a TV with a face <laughs> and arms and legs. Like the whole time, he's just like he's a he's a TV face. Wait, what? Pretty much. Yeah. Go, look it up. No Zola way. Is like he 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 doesn't look human. He's weird and not. Not Modok levels of weird, but pretty weird. We'll talk about Modok in Iron Man three. Don't worry. Yeah. So actually, so so the introduction in this one is just kind of like a precursor to the actual reference to Comic Zola that you get in Winter yeah, Soldier. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that was just so. kind of a little funny. Ha ha. Especially because that's the first time you see him, and then it's like, <laughs> oh wait, we're actually just like seeing this visual of the actual guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Seriously, listeners, do a search for if you, if you don't know where this guy came from and what he was, holy crap, monkeys! We'll post it in the Facebook group. It's so it's kind of like check it's, us out. It's kind of like Krang from from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my god, I I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Wagner's v- Wagner Wagner. Whatever Walker. racist 19th century operat- operatic guy is playing in the background, and uh, and yep. and he's like, "Oh yeah, I will conquer the world," and you know, and then we cut back to the to yeah. to New York. Yep, and that's the scene where Steve's like, "And I got beaten up over there, beaten up over there, got beaten up in that alley," yep. and then and then all right, and then Peggy so always got- remembers to take an umbrella. And also, I I just need to stay like. I can't believe that they have Steve, I need to join the army, saying, saying, I guess I just don't know why you'd want to join the army. I'm like, what? For real? Yeah, well, really? you know. He doesn't. They had, they had Steve okay. Rogers saying he doesn't that. Know a lot it's, of the, it's the 40s. He doesn't, yeah. he's never talked to women. He doesn't know women. It's not an enlightened time. Let's just be thankful he's not. Ah, never mind. Just, just, it's okay. It's fine. He's a little unwoke. But that'll come in time. He's asleep. Yeah, it's it's okay. On this matter, I mean, he's compared to the sexism she's had to face in the past, he's just adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. she doesn't even bat an eyelid at it. Like, yeah. But I just he I was like, himself. he what? feels bad about it. He Dame, goes, a woman, Dame, lady, person, ah. and then she goes, "Oh no, cute boy! <laughs> oh no, cute boy!" <laughs> Subtitle of this episode. <laughs> He's so cute. Uh, you know, it seems like everything's going okay at first. You got Howard there. You got Erskine. Drugs. There. Super space there. capsule oh, casket. Drugs. He asked to use another the sarcophagus. And how Howard is so swag when he's doing this as well. He's just like, I'm gonna strike a pose every time I do a thing. It's gonna happen. I have to imagine this was like an incredibly traumatic experience because his body literally just like grew height wise width wise <laughs> everything wise, wise. <laughs> all dimensions everything grew everything grew <laughs> and i have to imagine 
imagine that would be a painful experience. Oh, so painful. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, I mean, he was screaming. He gets up and he gets physical immediately. You know, there's a little bit in the chase sequence, which is adorable, like where he like is running through the alley and he tries to do into the a turn. bride shop. But yeah, he goes into the bride shop because he's not he's running so much I, faster I than he expects. I love that part that he just lost control. That, but the fact that he's able to recover so quickly and and is able to to just adapt and overcome it's like it's yeah. the drugs. have you guys seen the pictures of chris evans chris evans wearing the ter- the huge like fake feet when he's Wait, doing the running it's terrifying it's horrifying what Oh, because he yeah, was barefoot. Yeah, he had, like, fake feet on because he was barefoot oh, okay. running through the streets. So, like, they don't want Chris Evans' feet oh, to get yeah, torn up. But, oh, my gosh, these feet are terrifying. <laughs> Were they worse than <laughs> Hobbit feet? Well, yeah, because the Hobbit feet had, like, hair and stuff on them. So they would, like, hide. The- it would hide a lot of it. But these are feet. just, like, grotesque pieces Ew. of flesh-colored oh, plastic. They should have just done, like, they uh, just um, done what- green feet. <laughs> What are the what are the yeah green feet? But they could have done like those right? um, like green sneakers the, or something. What are those the toe stupid oh, um, toe, toe shoes, the toe those, um, yeah, grippy <laughs> things that were supposed Horrifying. to be good for working out, but it turns out they're actually not. Um, yeah, they went I, away. Yeah, they're fad. Things. They're terrible. Anyway, but um, anyway, so we kind of and he's wearing his capri pants. I love how why the chase scene was happening, which is that yeah, because he blew the place <laughs> up and then killed their skin. And stole and stole a vial of the the serum on his on his way out. He killed like MPs. He killed he killed the little old lady with the Tommy he gun. Did and I was like, oh man, she should have she should have got him. She should have been waiting undercover. She should have been behind the desk. Uh, but then she, you know, they they everything. It's kind of funny. Like throughout this movie, the way that they shoot, like so many people shoot from the hip. They're yeah. just kind of like running around with their submachine gun, like down in the hip. Nobody brings it to their shoulder and aims. And it's, it's like just bad, like, it's like it's a bad like, video game. It's like, stop it, guys. Stop it. You're never going to hit anything that way. Oh. I would, I would know. I spent the weekend <laughs> playing the Uncharted video game series and not aiming my guns. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Steve's running through the street trying to catch this guy. And then- oh, yeah. In his capri pants. And his tidy whitey t shirt. <laughs> Which he never his replaces. Don't fit. His tight his t shirt. He's like, you know what? Oh man. Oh, <laughs> He's so basically good. having the same issue that Bruce <laughs> yeah. does. He needs something stretchier. <laughs> <laughs> Can't ask my stretchy. I love I love that 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 uh the Marvel short, the Thor one, where he's like, pants going in, sh- like capris coming out. Like <laughs> why? How? <laughs> So, one of the best moments in that in that chase scene is Richard Armitage oh, yeah. grabs a kid. Oh yeah, and like, yeah. Jay is like, you gotta he's like, oh, let yeah. me go, or I'm and gonna he, kill this kid. And he throws the kid swim. into the water and runs and the off. The little kid. Oh, it's okay. Go get him. I can swim. And I'm just like, that's so great. Also, also, while we're on this part, because I, I looked a bunch of stuff up because I'm weird. No, you're not weird. So he runs into he runs into the um, Brooklyn Pier 13. There is no Pier 13. There never has been. I like looked up maps from the area because like I used to live in Brooklyn Heights, so I was like, um that that that's not a thing. But whatever, but it's no, like no, platform they, nine there, and three quarters. But but there are there is piers there. There's piers one and there's pier three. Why didn't they just use pier one or three? Was it like the like houses on opposite <laughs> like, sides of the street or something? Uh-huh. We were talking about this last night. Did you say there there is like a Q13, yes. but it's Yes, in it's in Hoboken, which is definitely not Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, precisely. Seriously. Jersey. But yeah, it's definitely <laughs> where like Pier 1 is from the placement of the Brooklyn Bridge. But I don't know, stuff like that just it grinds my gears. <laughs> it grinds your gears. <laughs> yes, and that's the way that cookie crumbles. I mean, also did we mention the Lucky Star yes. Cab Door as the um, second shield reference? That was great. I love that. Yeah, I was oh, going yeah, to. And he's just like this is one of the things I love about Captain America in general, as a character, as a symbol. His mm-hmm. weapon, quote, weapon yes. is not a weapon. It's a defensive tool. He is a protector. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's a defender. <laughs> he's an Avenger. No, he he's doesn't get Avenger. Defender, Avenger. No, no, Avenger, Defender. His, well, his, yeah, his first action is to protect people. And the best way for him to do that is with the shield. So he chases the guy down. The after, awesome single-person, you know, like, sports car swim. submarine. Oh, yeah. That is so Oh, my so God. Cool. I want one. I want one oh now. Yeah, and all the people who are just, like, it's... the actual, like, Brooklynites are just, like, whatever. They, they just carry on with their day because it's Brooklyn. <laughs> anything could happen. Yeah. That was one of the things, actually... Yeah. We, we did not we did not mention it like like at the beginning of the chase when Richard Armitage busts out of the shop, the people in front of the shop are just walking around like nothing's going on. That's because a Tommy it's gun ju- a Tommy gun just went off inside the shop that they're right next to, and that guy was just walking there like la di da. Listen, this is Brooklyn Heights. It's Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about Peggy like standing there trying she, to she, shoot she, the, shoot she the car and yes, just standing shoots, there until she shoots yeah. him in the head yeah. from a half block away? Yeah, and then she stays there. Right. Like that's my she badass. There that's like, my girl. Like, I had him, and he's like, "Sorry." It's like well, you were going to get hit by a car. It was going to be bad for you. He saved your life. <laughs> like you I know, saw him on the road. Good, good job, but, but. <laughs> Yeah. Thus cementing cute boy status. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is the oh no. Yes, oh no. So Richard Armitage commits suicide by a cyanide pill, yes? Which, Mm -hmm. how often did that actually happen in history? I mean, because that's like a a great trope of spy movies and war movies. But it's like, how often do people actually bust the cyanide capsule or even have one? Anyway, so he does that thing. I I never thought to look that up. I have no idea. Yeah, so he he chomps down on the cyanide capsule, and I think the vial of serum broke. Yes. So Steve is now the only one. Steve is now the yeah. only one, and for some reason, they decide the best thing to do with him is to stick him in a ridiculous felt suit and well, send him on. It's board. like what what I don't get. Okay, so they they keep they keep having a go at Steve later on, and being like, "Oh, why? What are you doing? What are you?" I'm like, he literally. Wanted to come with you when you were like la la la. You're an experiment. Like, why? Why? Yeah. yeah. Um. One one thing really quick as just because throughout this movie there are anachronisms and, and a lot of them are a lot of fun and and it's easy to have anachronisms because the Nazi war machine was well and the whole World War II war machine was full of lots of interesting yeah. scientific and technological advances that didn't work out. But one thing um, when they take his blood and Peggy's like the answer to like you know the formula is in your genetic code DNA was not really established until 1953 and codons weren't established until 1961. So right. she has no. But, but- idea what genetic code is. But they know Howard Stark. This is a universe in which Howard Stark exists. Yes, he has a floating car. Mm. There was a floating car earlier on in this movie. Be real. Howard Uh. Howard Stark does not exist. And also, like... Are we we gonna... 
Are we going to go with the Area 51 uh, like version of technology where the government has secret versions of everything that's well, going to be out in 10 years? Considering yes. that Red Skull is already a thing at this point, I think they know a little bit about genetic codes and stuff. Because <laughs> him and Erskine mm. already did the whole thing. So in order to change Steve's whole everything, they kind of had to know something. I think that can be forgiven. Uh, Stephen Strange went right. back in time and told people about DNA. <laughs> just Peggy. He told just Peggy. And she was like, just we need Peggy. to get his blood for a reason. Hey, that's our Stephen Strange thing for this we episode. We found our Stephen Strange plot hole for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it goes into the little cryo freeze to be, you know, thought out and used on uh, Emil Blonsky later. Yep. And then the cryo freeze, yep, yep. like, damaged it. And that's... Also, why he turned into a monster instead of just an evil man person. Well, fighter. yeah, yep. And then we get musical the uh, yeah, he he, yep. he he the musical number. He gets to play his part for for America. The Star Spangled Man with a plan. Yeah, that's on the playlist I play at work because I force people to listen to my music when I'm at work, and I work in a video store, so. They're going to have to deal. What else is on your playlist? What else I is on my, it's a lot of stuff. It's mostly stuff that's in movies, um, from movies. It's a mixture of musicals and movie soundtracks. Awesome. Do you think maybe you could share that with the Facebook group? Hmm? I would I would love that. <laughs> That'd be what, pretty my playlist? Cool. Share it with the fans. I'll have to, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of songs. I'll try and screen cap some things or make a, I'll make a spot, I'll make a spot list, yeah. a spot, a Spotify or something. Ooh, yeah. Cool. All right. So you might have to remind me, though, because I'm very busy. Awesome. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, man. This is actually but, yeah. a really good device for showing the passage of time. Yeah. Because yeah. you yeah. see Steve becoming more confident in the role. You see the number of times he punches Hitler. He punches Hitler five times. It's amazing. Where he's, like, filming the movie and also, then they show like, the movie. Also, that filmmaker and... can predict the Howling Commandos. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was yep. brilliant. Yeah. And also yeah. why why in these things is there always a screaming baby? Why are they why are the babies always screaming? Because they're babies. Because that's it's loud. Because that's they're louder and more bombastic and it makes it more exciting. <laughs> it's like you know, if you if you do if you're doing like a montage of like a politician kissing babies, it's like it's boring to have the baby be like calm and normal about it. You have the baby screaming. Yeah. And also, the baby's gonna scream. Also, the baby's probably been there for a few hours and needs a nap. Yeah. And the baby's like, what am I doing? Am I union yet? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We've had a lot of babies. So. so anyways, Steve, you see, he's like becoming more and more confident. He's no longer reading cards taped to the back of his he, shield. You know, he sort, of, he sort of like boyishly smirks at the movie screen. He's just like, oh, I'm so bashful. He's like, okay, Barrel this is your best what boy, I wanted Your to best be man's doing. gun. Your best guy's gun. This wasn't yeah. what I wanted to be doing, but okay, I can, if this is how I'm like, right, to the war, and then the brilliant idiot sends him in front of actual what, Actual what I, Yeah, what I don't uh, get is, why, why didn't they rewrite that? Like, why didn't they think, oh, we should rewrite this yeah. when he's in front Li- of actual Literally, troops. my note here is, honestly, what were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, that was, that's that's not really a good, you know, the but USO... Think about how excited Steve must have been. Doesn't necessarily, yeah. To go over there and actually yeah. be in front of, like, serving soldiers. Yeah, because this is, this is only five like, months after he tried to sign up and got rejected. Uh, it's five months. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he he gets his chance. It it, it is a, a, a sobering moment. I already volunteered. 
He, yeah, oh. that was that was great. And, you know, like they're all there, like, you know, every one of them has by this point killed and seen people be killed and they're just miserable and, 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 and what do they do? They put out Captain America and it's just like that. If I were in, yeah, bring back the girls. Seriously. That's, that's not, they only know the one song. (laughs) It's like Captain America is not funny. Captain America is not sexy. Captain America, well, to them, Uh, Captain America, maybe to, to some of them. To a very small percentage of them, and they're not going to be vocal about it. Um, And and it's just, it was a bad choice by the USO. Um, And Steve comes away from it so dejected. He's like drawing that picture of himself as a performing monkey. Also, also, on the other side, on the other page, there's a drawing of a train, and it makes me so sad already. Because it's, yeah. Mm. Foreshadowing. But this is when he finds out that Bucky has been captured. Yes. Right. And yep. this is the... Because pa- Peggy shows up with her makeup entirely on point. Mm-hmm. She always does. Of course. She wakes up that way. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. And, and, and now my note is the rest of the Captain America franchise starts here. Everything is about Bucky Barnes. Yes. <laughs> this is the truth. Yeah. I mean, like... This is really... This is like... Save Bucky! Of- one of the things that really strikes me about this movie is how much it is really about like a very deep and emotional male friendship, mm-hmm. which if isn't something like that you get to see very often to see how Steve goes out of his way for Bucky. And like, obviously, there's the segment of fandom who is like, they're lovers. And I'm like, they are <laughs> some every other day. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe ish. I don't know. Maybe. But I but. like I just like the fact that you know, two men are given such like a deep platonic friendship. And yeah. I feel like male friendship and male emotion is not really valued. It super isn't. And it's really interesting cuz like you know t- Captain America he, you you think like um, toxic masculinity is a huge issue mm-hmm. among American men and to see like this soft caring figure yeah in that super important yeah yeah it is good that is uh there was a a meme i saw recently on social media it was like uh for the 2017 action heroes i wish i could remember all of them but it was like it was really interesting that a lot of the action movies of the last year were um the the defining uh like protagonist was was put down as soft action boy which was like an interesting kind of thing. Like, you know, when you think about, um, oh, I wish I could think of the other ones, but like Baby Driver, like Baby from Baby Driver is like, you know, he's he's a nice, respectful guy. He doesn't treat people badly. He doesn't want to be violent. He's not, you know, he treats the the girl that he's interested in very respectfully. And, and you know, he's in, um, it, it oh, what were the other ones? I saw all these was other movies. Like and I can't, anyway, whatever. So, yeah. So, so he, he's going to save the prisoners. Um, but mostly Bucky. It's most he's going for Bucky. It's no, it's yeah. Bucky. It doesn't. Your yeah. friend is most likely but dead. Me, you don't know that. Yeah, I mean, that's in all caps. I don't yeah. care if he's dead, I'll die too. But also, we get Dum Dum. Yes, Dum Dum Dugan. Commandos. There was a great moment, a and I was just thinking about this earlier when they're freeing all the Howling Commandos and. Someone makes like a snide comment looking at Jim Marino. Oh, he says, "Yeah, we're taking, what, we're taking yeah. everyone, everyone." And he pulls yeah. out his dog tags. He's like, "I'm from Fresno," and yeah. it's, it's such a small moment in the film, but I'm glad it was acknowledged yeah. how much anti-Japanese sentiment there was oh, yeah. at that yeah. time. Yeah, 
They, they, the the Japanese, like the, what was it, 442nd unit that, that fought in, um, I think they fought mm-hmm. in the southern front, actually. They fought in Italy and northern Africa, yeah. um, and they were like one of the most decorated units in the war. Yeah. Um, although, you know, this scene with, with the sort of multi-ethnic group of soldiers uh, that are going to be rescued by Cap, it is worth pointing out that uh, the military was not racially integrated until 1948, after the war. Correct. Yes. So, but you know what? This version of history is better. So I'm going to take this. And, yeah, well, this, yes. is, this is sort of an idealized. This is an idealized yeah, version. Right. So. Also, like they're they're not all from the same. I mean, JJ Fields. Uh, sorry, uh, Monty Falsworth. I thought he's, they were, he's British. I, I thought they were all the 107th. Right. No, not all because well, no, Falsworth is from British military. Oh, he's got a red beret. Oh, yeah, and they right. captured and some people. And there's a mm-hmm. French guy. So it's it's the so, Allied oh, yeah, forces. And this is like a collection of yeah. okay, it's, whatever. It's a collection of war prisoners. Allied. So conceivably, like those. Oh, so conceivably, all the 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 the. Uh, so yeah, no, Gabe Jones and I wish and I could remember the names. Marita they maybe could, come from different yeah, they, uh, from they different could have, units because yeah. they don't they don't know each okay. other because they're finding out things about each other. And then in the Howling Commandos, yes. they get integrated. I'm like, because the Howling Commandos is incredibly there, see, progressive and we, liberal. There, can we, we fixed yeah. it and also made the Howling Commandos better. In we the process. fixed history. So Bucky isn't there and. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's rescue Bucky because he's part of it, and then we can get and, then we can talk about the <laughs> and then and then we can skip forward to that Agents of Shield episode that has Peggy and the Howling Commandos. Yeah, oh my god, so, I love that. Agent, Carter, Agent Carter, yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. Because wasn't the, that was the Red Room episode? Yes, it yep. was. Yeah, I have feelings about that. Steve goes and finds Bucky, who's clearly been experimented on. He's sitting there, like, not, not having a great time, time, but just, like, repeating his serial number. Uh, yeah. And he's disassociated. Yeah. He's disassociating. Yeah. And the, you can tell that he thinks something is wrong because he sees Steve's. Like, oh, yeah. I thought you were small. Literally, okay. What happened it's, to you? It's <laughs> the, the smile he gets when he says Steve's Enjoy name. Join the army. Was, oh, I yeah. just. Yeah, is and it, I feel is it I feel so so, so much far. for him because he can't what he's obviously he can't trust what's real because the the person he knows best oh, yeah. is entirely different to how he thought he was, and I just yeah. can't even imagine how. Just if, that's just yeah. If he's been if he's been tortured, he's been in this situation where people have been messing with his mind, and then his best friend shows up, but his best friend is not small. It's like uh, he's very tall. So now, now he's got to wonder exactly how much of what he knows is real is real. So it's yeah, yeah. I have a lot and of. He gets exactly zero time to process. Yeah, that. because it's the war. He has to turn around and get right back into the field. The, yeah, there is no there is no downtime for like psychological recovery during World War II. Yeah. Um, there there's a there was a moment in here where I was like, aha, another anachronism, and uh, like it was with uh, Schmidt, like in a Red Skull, looking at the CCTV and like watching Cap, and I was like, oh, there's no way they had that then. <laughs> I looked it up. CCTV was invented in 1942 to <laughs> uh, to monitor the launches of V2 rockets, so it was a also, Nazi thing. They had if it. You're having if you're having technology. It's crazy. Problems with- with Schmidt's lair, then um, okay, look at the weapons, yeah. dude. All right. <laughs> yes, I know. Okay, I they know. They disintegrate people. This... Okay. Yes, it has I a know. Weird, like rocket plane. Or, you know what? Oh, and that's another thing. We didn't talk about the whole like Nazi like minders, like Nazi officers showing up and like yeah. uh, and then being like Berlin is on this map. Yeah. And 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 Schmidt being like, I'm going to take yeah. over the whole that whole. <laughs> 
that whole um, angle yes. and yeah. line of no Hydra's worse than Nazis. Right. That kind of pissed me off. It yeah. does. I didn't like it that. It pisses the fuck out of me. Like I, I really didn't like that. That was sort of like it a. Lets it's them like off the mm. hook for literally everything else they do with Hydra in the rest mm-hmm. of the film series yeah. instead of actually having to address <sighs> the fact that it's Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. actually address fascism and the real harm that it's doing but then again maybe they didn't know like how horrible things were about to become in the u.s no they had absolutely no idea they had no idea that that there was going to be some sort of a resurgence in neo-nazi bullshit it 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 was politically fine Mm -hmm. yeah and now it just kind of sucks well i mean at the time i thought it sucked too i didn't like it I really didn't like mm. it, it is cheap. It is. It's cheap. And it's 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 sort of childish. And it it it, it yeah, it cheapens it the horror of of what the Nazis did, what they were. The Holocaust um, was not that long ago. Mm. My grandmother escaped Poland right before Hitler <laughs> invaded to come to the U.S. She was 15 years old. She's, it's not like she was a baby or anything. My yeah. grandmother. Mm. And it wasn't perpetrated by, you know, comic book villains who are like, you know, have like skull faces. It was perpetrated by everyday people who were, quote unquote, just following orders. And like that kind of like that that moment with the officers where Red Skull like vaporizes them. Um, I think one of them was the actor who played Dracula on Buffy. Um, It was just it was just like a weird, like shitty little moment. And I didn't like it. Yeah. Agree. Stick to just, just, just have oh, some guts, yeah. Marble. S- Steve has saved yes. Bucky, and they're they're trying to escape, and everything's on fire and being yeah. destroyed because when your evil lair is being destroyed, you just des- is being there. taken <laughs> over. You destroy it. You hit the self destruct mm-hmm. button. You hit, uh, yeah, the self destruct button. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the nice, nice. Oh my god. It, it, that would be one of those things like, you know, in your workplace, if you ever find out that the boss has installed a self-destruct system, don't you find a new line? You find a new yeah, job. You find a new line of work. So it's like, wait, this factory can blow itself up. I'm done. So Red Skull confronts Steve mm-hmm. and Bucky as they're trying to escape. And Steve literally knocks his face off. off his face. The look of like sheer horror on Bucky's face as he turns to Steve. Oh, yeah. it's like, you don't have one of those, one of those <laughs> do you? <laughs> also, also, I want. I, like, my brain cannot take yeah. any more. I, I, I also, I want to, I want to note that while Steve is facing off with Schmidt, Bucky and Zola are looking at each other. They're not looking at Schmidt and Steve. Yeah. yeah. Because Bucky is facing off with his torturer, yeah. and Zola is like, "Hey, this guy's not dead." Yep. What worked? Oh, I made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Yep. So now there's two. <laughs> this guy's really fit. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, they're not paying attention when the punching begins, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I like that. I like that Steve literally punches his face off. <laughs> <laughs> we have left humanity behind. Great. Like he hits. He hits him so hard, and like you see the mask like disconnect. Ugh, yeah. So That's gross. Great. Oh yeah, so then so then so then there's the classic shot with their being separated by the ground over the fire that's in like every yeah. movie of this sort. I'm gonna jump that's, it. That's some classic hero oh, yeah. stuff. I love it. <laughs> and then he jumps what? and the Not without goes you. Up, and then Oh but but yeah, like he, he uh 
they should not get into an elevator when things are being destroyed <laughs> yeah, around the them. You rule. do yeah. not use elevators in fires. Anyway, I love that they go up to the top. And then, they, and then he's like, yeah. They go up to the top and he gets into his like weird sort of <laughs> rocket the, powered like the, uh, the, helicopter the, thingy. And just yeah. gives Zola the car keys. And gives Zola the car keys. And it's like, <laughs> get back in the elevator and go back down <laughs> to the ground floor, sucker. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> How do you know the elevator can get back down to the ground? Not a scratch. Zola hashtag didn't sign up for this. <laughs> that that car is awesome. It is. Yep. It reminds me of um was it Nemo's car in the um Oh yeah, yes. the League of Extraordinary yes. Gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. great movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Amazing. Yes. That is a, a movie with moments. Yes. Gotta love it. <laughs> rocket copter. Oh, also, uh, the, uh, the the rocket propelled uh, helicopter blades are called tip jets. Yeah. They're a real thing. Oh, cool. I, cool. I'm guessing we'll post some in. info on that to the Facebook group or the Tumblr. I whatever. guess if people want it, sure. Cool. Oh, and then the boys are super camera ready when they stroll into camp. Let's hear it so, for Captain America. Uh, Captain America. Captain America. Uh, oh my god. Uh, and then there's and Hodge. Steve's like immediately turns himself over to be like, like arrested, <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones just kind of like grumble, grumble, grumble. And Peggy's just oh, you no, should be spanked, cute boy. You didn't. You were supposed <laughs> to call <laughs> the cutest boy, the cutest. Um, but anyway, uh, like I, I love the uh, the the medal ceremony and how it kind of. I think it, I could swear it was shot on the same set as the one that they did in Iron Man Two. It Probably. looks like the same spot. And, he, and that's well where our uh, Stanley cameo yes. is for this movie. Yeah, the Stanley cameo. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I thought he'd be bigger. <laughs> Which also, you can you can argue that this is not a watcher like cameo because if he was really being a watcher, he would be. Where he would be on the front. Yeah. He would be out there. He'd he'd be like some I don't know German he, oh, civilian he, or oh, something. I would love to see just Stanley. Pulling up in like an army jeep full with supplies, being like, "Here, guys!" <laughs> Just like, 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 uh, is it Jimmy Fallon and Band what? of Brothers pulls up with supplies? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What was, was the uh, thing? What was what was it? Stanley did during the war. He was um like in the communications office or like the propaganda office. Like he was yeah. just doing. It was him and like Mel Brooks and Doctor Seuss and oh, right? uh, they're they're like and John Ford. No, John Ford was he he filmed all that that stuff like on location, but he wasn't in the same office as them. <laughs> I put that ah, yeah, so. maps and rooms, underground rooms in London, yep. England, their darkest hour. Gary Oldman has yep. Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> they have that great big party scene in the bar where everyone's just celebrating not being dead and drinking to avoid thinking yes. about the trauma that they've just and been through. Skinny Steve's body double is there. <laughs> What Steve's yeah, body Yeah, yeah, the guy there? who uh, gives them oh, that's gives, great. who gives them the pints and he says, "Where are they putting it all?" That's that's the body double for uh, Skinny Steve. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Really I have to go back and watch it again. That's a good little moment. Oh, I like that. that yeah, because really he, he was like, you know, and he gives a lot to this movie. He deserves a line. Mm-hmm. He does. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And oh man, you have that just like really sweet little moment where you know. Agent Carter shows up. It, well, yes, the, that's the scene where Agent Carter shows up and Bucky tries to hit on her, and he, she has oh, no yeah, eyes yeah. for him. He's like, I'm turning. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm invisible. I, I'm turning I, I into have, you. I have um, feelings about this moment because I love, I love Peggy, yeah. but it's, it's really quite rude. <laughs> 
to not even look at it at all. It's a POW. It's a POW. I mean, is... it is, but would you have done a different thing? Yes. <laughs> mm. Look, listen, there's even other takes. Mm. Don't, don't you mm me. No. <laughs> listen, there is other takes where she does look at him. They decided to go with one where she doesn't. And it's, I, it seems really insensitive to me for Agent Carter to do this to a POW who has literally just been rescued from being experimented on slash tortured. I don't know how much they know. Uh, um, but I, when he says the I, I'm invisible, he, he then changes it really quick with a, oh yeah, I'm turning into you. But you can see in his face there's a difference between when he says I'm invisible and when he turns yeah. it into a joke. Like he didn't mean to say it out loud. Yeah. And so it's like a genuine... Listen... So many, so many feelings. Sebastian Stan's doing fine. I know. I mean, okay. I know. He's, he's he can he can walk into a room with a, Bucky Barnes can walk into a room without Steve in it, and he'll be fine. Don't you, don't you <laughs> condescend to me. This is also this is also the scene where Steve is talking to Bucky and being like, "Are you ready to follow Captain America oh. into?" Oh, that's the significant the thing you were death. talking about. Into the jaws of oh, death. Oh, right. He's like, are they going to let you keep no. the outfit? Which I kind of like. There, Listen, there's, there's a, a wink oh, there and a little moment. Yeah, there is that. That mm-hmm. I'm sure Tumblr loves that that line. Uh. Uh, Captain America's bisexual. Everyone, he is. It's he true. Totally yeah, put that yes. out there. Definitely is. All your faves are bisexual. It's true. Oh man, at least in fandom. I don't know why, but I like ladies and I like guys. Oh, yes. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Anyway. <laughs> I will come up with a way to bring crazy ex-girlfriend into everything. Just watch me. Okay. Yeah. I can't guarantee that oh. I won't do the same with Hamilton then. We've actually but had you quite haven't. a few Hamilton references. Oh, wait, no, you have. Yeah. That's right. We did. Yeah. Anyway. So that that's happened. That's happened. We're fine. We're fine. Anyway, and then we get to, you know, some we have some more um underground uh maps with like plastic factories on them and uh and then we get the incredibly wasted moment with Natalie Dormer where like I was just kind of like The bizarre thing to me mm-hmm. was like she was featured in the trailers. Like yeah. they made a big deal of I, pointing I out expected... that she was going to be in it. I expected a lot more of her and I think at this time I could swear when did this movie come out? 11 or 11? Oh, 11? Yeah, it was 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah. She'd already been in the Tudors, right? Yeah. Cuz I, I think mm-hmm. I had already seen yeah, her in the Tudors. And so I I knew her and she did a, an amazing job there. And so when I saw her in the trailer I when I knew she, that she was going to be in this movie I expected much more. I, I, in retrospect, like, is there a version where she was a Hydra spy or something? I, I don't know. Or, or and it drives it me crazy. Where she was trying out for the role of Peggy as well. And, and they wanted to give it something. Uh, yeah. That would actually, like that, that might make sense. That, I would that makes believable. sense. One of the things that gets to me is that in my head, I have always seen Natalie Dormer as Yelena Belova in a Black Widow movie, and <laughs> now that opportunity is gone because she already exists That's in the not MCU. Gone. She's not. She doesn't exist in the MCU. This is like this is a small part. This is, it's for, this is like it's Peter a, Parker's. They can, like, 
decathlete, like school decathlete guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, true, yeah, being true. an Incredible Hulk and being in, in Spider-Man Homecoming, Natalie Dormer could easily be recast in the MCU and do something. And if some and if somebody's like, you look like that guy, that that girl that uh, Steve Rogers that kissed once in a bunker. That was my great grandmother or my grandmother. You know, that's fine. It's it's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Because, again, an incredible waste of Natalie Dormer. It really is. And also, just that whole scene is so petty with Ugh. Peggy's reaction. Women yeah, versus woman she, like, yay. Sh- and then she, yeah. like, shoots at the shield underground in an enclosed space with lots of people around. I'm like, that's terrible. Because violence is okay if it's a woman. Yeah. Well, not just violence, but negligence. Like, that was incredibly dangerous. The way they describe the shields... Right. So yeah. the way that they describe this shield and the vibranium, it's like it absorbs all vibration, yeah. and so therefore all bullets will like stop. <laughs> just fall off. But They'll if, that, off. Is, if that is true, then he wouldn't be able to throw it and bounce it yeah. off walls. Yeah. It would just yeah. die. Oops. It would. Yeah. It would stop. Yeah. Also, also, I made a prototype using all the vibranium we have. Start logic. <laughs> also, it's sitting on like the bottom shelf. He's like, "Oh, oh you don't want that." Oh, it's just a prototype. Just some- it's it's the most valuable element on Earth. We got it from like a, a a smuggler out of Wakanda, and it's just like they're. It's like how much is that shield that prototype worth? How much? How much is it worth? There's a lot of good making fun of the shield in later movies. Like Ultron makes fun of it. It's like the most valuable. A uh, valuable metal on Earth, and they make a frisbee out of it. And then yeah, Peter Parker in yeah. Civil War is just like that thing doesn't obey the laws of physics and at I'm all. Like, I'm glad the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a good attitude about how ridiculous this shield is. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we, I guess, basically from there, we move on to the uh, basically the the the, the time yeah. passing Hydra losing yeah. montage. Yeah, the it's the Howling Commandos montage. Yeah. I yep. love the joy on Danier's face when he like blows up. I love the Howleys. I love everything about I them. Just, and yeah. I love how much they've come up in the MCU, like mm-hmm. in their descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In yes. the Spider-Man com- homecoming bit with the principal. Yeah. That's so great. That is and so then great. In Agents of Shield, you have yep. uh yep. Or had Trip. Trip. Trip lives. Yeah, Trip. He should not have died. That was terrible. Anyway. Yeah, not anymore. Not really. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's we been actually, years. It's not Becca happening. And I have a picture of us with um with BJ Britt holding a Aww. sign, holding this a sign that said "Trip Lives." <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about uh, Star Trek Enterprise. <sighs> Enterprise. Too many feels. Yeah. Not enough time. Yeah. So yeah, and then, mo- of course no. there was the Agent Carter episode with the Howleys where they discovered Red Room. Yep. Yep. And that was an awesome episode. Dum Dum got stabbed by a little blonde chick. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dum Dum. He's such a Dum Dum. I love Dum Dum's great. What love, is his name then, supposed to be from something? Like, is his name Daniel or something? What, what is Dum Dum? Yeah. yeah, I think it's what? Timothy Dum Dum Dugan. All right. Hang on, let me look him up. It's just, just Dum Dum. Yeah. Dummy. I really love the transformation Neil McDonough does in this I film love, because he looks nothing Neil like Neil McDonough normally does. Yes, I mean like because the thing, thing I knew, knew him from was was Band of Brothers, and like that's set in the same time, and he looks completely different. 
I, I, did they I pat to, like, it's go the back mustache. And, it's the mustache and just the general did, did they, the way he carries Did they the pat him he out? his hair, too. I, th- I think they patted him out. Because his sweater looks like it's just, like, mm-hmm. full of pillows. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> Dum Dum Dugan's full name. Timothy. Timothy okay. Alosius called, called Waladder, called Water, Dugan. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> and we'll just call him Dum Dum. <laughs> I want to go right. back and like look at his hands in the movie because I remember a panel uh, that he did for uh, the Arrowverse mm-hmm. and the reason that they made Damien Dark married is because uh-huh. Neil McDonough doesn't take off his wedding ring. Yeah. He's like very <laughs> yeah, adamant. He yeah, and they they named um, Damien Dark's wife after his actual wife. So Nora. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, Rube. 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 And she was at the panel, too. She's tall. I met her after. She's really tall and really sweet. Anyway, oh man! So yeah, like the whole montage. I love, I love the little sort of like you know extending the montage by putting part of it in the film reel, and like that's some that's some really well shot film reel from the front, where uh, you know like they get the the nice close up of uh, of Peggy's picture in his compass, which would also make the compass not work properly. Yep. It's It's like that's not how you use those compasses. That's not how magnets work, but you know. (laughs) Well, no, the the um, lenticular compass is that what? Anyway, the 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 you you use it to like sight and um, like the picture is like covering up part of. There's a slit there for military style compasses um, in an orienteering compass. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. it was yeah, a nice it, moment. It's a really good and like t- and Tommy and Tommy Lee Jones is all like mm, he's like what? Uh, I just like, this is what we get for having women in the military. <laughs> She's like what? I didn't make him put it there. Where did he even get that picture well, I'm from? Very flattered that he did. <laughs> yeah, where did he get that right. picture from so fast? And they're blowing so many things up. Oh, I love it! Like that, uh, throwing his shield into you know they're in the wintry woods Proof and that he Steve throws it Rogers up there. Has killed people while serving in the war. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never liked that argument that like Steve Rogers huh? never. That's an argument people make. I, yeah. I've seen people make it where they're he, like, "Oh, he never, he's never killed a person." I'm like, he was like, a, he served sorry, in World War II. What's wrong with you? Yeah. He absolutely, dude. I, I, I am, I am pretty sure that in Civil, uh, in in Winter Soldier, when he beats those guys oh, up in the elevator, but, I think some yeah, of them didn't I've make seen it. This, like, there's some, there's, there's this part of fandom that's just like Steve's never killed killed a person. <laughs> I'm like. And it's it's just ridiculous. But there's the same people who don't have a problem with his language quip in, like, Avengers 2. Like, I'm sorry, but Steve Rogers knows how to, you know, swear. Swear like a sailor? (laughs) He grew up in Brooklyn Brooklyn and he served in the Second World War. I think he knows how to swear. Yeah. Yeah, that is one of those funny things. It's like, you know, in in the Marvel Universe, it's like... You know, Captain America has never promised not to kill anybody, and he is yeah. a soldier. You know, so just people he have died. Have a gun, and he was shooting, and he, he was is shooting not at people Batman. In, in Avengers. Yeah, yeah he's like, not shooting at their knees. And, it, you know, it, it's, it's just, not like he's on, Matt. I don't kill people, Murdoch. The Punisher's all like, you're one bad day away from being me. And Cap's like, what? I don't, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think where that argument comes from is actually going back to when, uh, in the comics, Steve died and 
Bucky became Captain America and he did have a gun. Yeah. And there was this big fan backlash of like, oh, Captain America doesn't have a gun, which became Captain America doesn't kill, which became that. Yeah. Because that's the yeah, origin people don't of it. think with their brains. Yeah. People were just mad that they killed Steve in the comics and made Bucky Captain America, which. Yeah. I thought Bucky's, womp, womp. Cap- Bucky's Captain America outfit has a like an arrow pointing in his <laughs> <laughs> junk. <laughs> anyway, he does. He has like we fought to the last man. <laughs> Evidently not. <laughs> <laughs> it's ah Nazis, Nazis. It, it's one of those funny things, like you know, like that, that sort of the the Nazi mentality, and like you know, they, there are historical instances of them like shooting their own people, and it's interesting how that like be, was such a strong influence on Star Wars in mm, particular. Yeah. Like you know, the the Darth Vader school of management. It's like, oh, you failed me. I will kill you now. It's it's like, oh, his, here's our one survivor from, you know, the, the battle. Let's not go ahead yeah, and, intel. you know, give him a good meal and, and, and you know, debrief him, find out what happened, put him put a weapon back no. into his hand because he's a useful soldier who survived. Destroy, it's like, no, I've, I'm very angry and vindictive <laughs> right now. I'm going to kill you. Ah! No one accused fascists of having a good line of logic. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, oh, they're fighting, man. they're fighting, they're fighting, and they get to this train. No. They're going to get Zola, who is Mind on the gap. I think, I Which, think we all need to hug again, our no. guests right now in advance. Yes. Another, just, we're, we're hugging. We are hugging you. Can we, can we just take a, a side okay, note so and talk for, about the cyclone? Because we wrote the cyclone. <laughs> yes, we did write the cyclone. Oh. It sucks. It's on Coney Island, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, for like it's old and wooden, <laughs> but like a really old. Did you guys specifically ride the cyclone because no. of this movie? Mm-hmm. Probably no. Yes, you did. No, admit it. Okay. Yes <laughs> and no. Both. I mean, it, it is I, like I, a historical thing. Like it's. I do right. like how. I, I do like that they get on the zip. This is another one of those anachronism things. They get on the zip line to go onto the train, and they're like, "Mind the gap." That was not used on the London tube until 1968. Leave JJ Field alone. No. I mean, maybe he came up with it. Maybe that's why he's right, smiling. Maybe that's where it came from. Maybe that that there you go. That's fine. Fine. I'm fine with that. Retconner history. It was all Falsworth. We win. <laughs> after the war, after the war, he went to work on, the, was like, on the, the the metro. Mind the gap. He, he worked all, on the tube. It's all because of Stephen Strange. <laughs> yep. Yep. There we go. He's fixing oh, this loophole now. <laughs> Oh, we. Oh, I'm assuming that Stephen Strange episode. goes through time because so, I've not watched that movie. <laughs> we yeah, don't well, know if he does it, or he does not, but we've we decided you, that he fixes oh, all the plot okay. holes. Yeah, when it, whenever you can find any sort of plot hole in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, we just say Stephen Strange went through time and made okay. it work. Yeah, fair enough. That's okay. that's how it. That's how this goes. That's the joke. Uh, that train Slash seems truth. so hard to watch, yeah. even though you're uh, watching it. If you know the comics, Bucky's- you know Bucky comes back. Yeah. Horribly changed yeah. and traumatized and tortured and all that other good stuff. Bucky's, uh, Bucky's trapped under fire. He's getting shot at. Cap's going to save him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really heartbreaking moment. Yeah. Every, t- every, every time they go through the doors. Just before he dies, he takes up the shield. Yeah. He takes up the shield. The first time he holds the shield. Yeah. Yep. Have but you not seen the, last. the YouTube video where they start playing "Bye Bye Little Sebastian" for yes. Parks and Recreation? Listen, when when this, when I when I did see this movie, I did want to make a series of 
well, with this moment and with the Loki moment from Thor, I wanted to cut together a whole bunch of like, a no lie, baby, bye, bye, bye kind of things. And specifically, specifically with this one, because he's actively trying to, he's trying to stay as opposed to Loki who deliberately lets go. I always think of the scene from Ace Ventura with the raccoon. (laughs) <laughs> which doesn't help because whenever Bucky is Winter Soldier, he looks like a raccoon to me. Um, he does. So, yeah, I always think of that scene from Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's out there in the world. a bit of a trash panda with that makeup. With that makeup. It's, it's the eyes. It's just the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> trash panda. And then there's this really oh, tragic moment after Bucky is dead and Steve is in the bar that has been bombed out. Yeah. That they I can't get drunk. He's still in the middle of an air raid because the people have been told to stay where they are still, then not to come out. So it's yeah. actively... Steve, yeah. So he can be sitting in there. Yeah, because at this point, he doesn't he's care about fine. his safety at all. And he's trying to Lightning's get never going to strike twice. Drunk. I mean, he never really cared about his safety. Yeah, but like this point, he actively like... Right. Like he just doesn't care. Yeah. care less. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah. Because usually his not caring if he gets killed is in the process of doing something like, well, if I save this person, it'll be worth it if I die, as opposed to this, where he's just literally sitting out in the open during their I'm so sad and I can't get drunk. And he can't get drunk because the super serum doesn't let him get drunk. (sighs) Oh my god. Oh, also, there was that little snippet where, like, uh, Red Skull's all like, I'm going to drink and you're going to do this stupid double fist salute. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. The stupid totally double fist salute. salute. Yeah. This is like, really, guys? Come on. Why that? Just stop it. Just just be Nazis. You're Nazis. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Stupid double fist salute. And how? where did those guys come from? How do they have so many people? Were these people record, recruited from the normal ranks? What What does somebody do to become a Hydra trooper? I, mm, what's What's their political motivation? Are all of these people cool with science! Red Skull being Red Skull? I don't science! know. No, it's really AIM that's more the science-oriented people. We are better than the blah, 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 blah. Well, it whatever. It doesn't exist yet. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I'm just saying. Aim? Advanced idea something or other. Mechanics. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I AKA, was thinking of actual we'll aim. We'll talk about it in Iron Man 3. Sounds good. Ah, poor non-drunk Steve. Yeah. So his metabolism his metabolism is four times that of a normal person. Does that mean he has to eat like 6,000 calories Probably, a day? Like, I mean, no, 8,000 calories a day to be good. Kind of like Barry, Barry, like the Flash. Yeah. How much does Barry have to eat? He has mm. to eat a lot, right? Oh, I imagine <laughs> that Steve probably puts a lot of healthy fats into his foods to get the calories. Eight to, to 10,000 calories a day, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, at this point, um, I'm usually just mad and sad. We're just going to storm. We're going we're gonna to storm the front gate. We're going to knock. We're going to go right up to him and just knock um, on the front door. So they capture Arnim Zola on the train, and then there's that interrogation oh, yeah. with Tommy Lee Jones. The, great, li- the, the great little bit. Yeah. And then- What's in the steak, cow? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I brought you, you can't intimidate me. I brought you a steak. <laughs> like, I don't eat meat. And it's like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you know, we, we said, 
we we sent out this communication. You guys haven't broken that code, have you? Oh, that would be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be terrible for you. Yeah, Yeah, and then, um, yeah, they all. And then Steve goes and attacks the base and gets captured. And there's the thing with the flamethrowers. Yeah. But before but before that, he we have the awesome motorcycle scene where like is, they they have the motorcycles with like rockets and tripwires like, and awesome. and and cool stuff that like I don't think ever happened. It's I, like you know well, obviously, that, but whenever I see that motorcycle bit, I always think of um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> yes. And and that was an instance of how mo- motorcycles have actually had weapons on them. You know, yeah. you put you put a gun like mounted on a mm-hmm. sidecar, and that kind of makes sense. Like it's still a little silly. I don't know if anybody still does that. I'm gonna after this, I'm gonna do a little googling about weaponized motorcycles. But it kind of like like this bit like kind of made me think of the uh, 1980 something Chuck Norris movie Delta Force, mm-hmm. where he has like a stupid dirt bike with rocket propelled grenades on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so still, silly. Like, I love it. Works. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, it's, it's great. It's all good. It's as silly as it is. I love it. Mm-hmm. We are talking about a, a movie. You know, the the hero is covered in white stripes and stars. Right. And I, I'm happy mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So he uh, bomb rushes the base. And then there's a bit um, kind of like in between like the tanks and stuff that I always find is very similar to his fight on the hell carrier in Winter Soldier. Like he's, he's in and out of a bunch of stuff mm. beating up guys. Yeah. And then he gets yeah. captured, and then the rest of the Howling Commandos. They zip, zip line in. Which actually kind of makes me think, like, did he really need to do the thing where he gets yes, captured? Yes, because he's dramatic, they just zip okay? It, but they could have zip... He could have... He could have zip lined in and killed Red Skull unawares. He needed to get him to monologue. He had to monologue. Ah, whatever. Monologue. Also, maybe they needed to ah. set up the zip lines where everyone was distracted by Captain America. Right? I yeah. guess. Yeah. Whatever. See? That would be a very Steve uh, thing to do to let himself get captured to buy other people time. Yeah. Plus, he wants to be yeah, dramatic, yeah. okay? Yes. He is and a bit he of a is. Drama queen. So I love dramatic. how much that drama these people have. His best friend is dead, okay? His best friend is dead. And now. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Just a kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn's here. Just a kid from Brooklyn. I, I am not the product of a multi-million dollar, you know, military super secret science project. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. Sure. Keep telling yourself Steroids. That. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So everybody rushes in to, you know, attempt to save the day and then... Peggy's Redskull, on the front lines. Redskull gets on his awesome, like, jet thing with that plane, that big giant wing bomber thing. There were prototypes of planes that were kind of like that these giant airways yep. it's just hydro tech yeah. just, it's it's it's, it's well, years no, ahead the, of stock there was no right uh, i'll i'll post i'll post a link to it, it there, but there yeah. there there's there serious plans for those for stuff like that there there was uh they were pretty close to a flying yeah. wing that was jet propelled that could have delivered uh you know a payload on washington dc yeah it is conceivable that if they had gotten to the if they had gotten to the the atomic bomb first, uh, the Nazis could have nuked DC, and the and the plane they likely would have sent was going to be a jet propel uh, a jet powered flying wing. Yeah, it was. It they were they were close. Similar to what you said. Uh, I've been to I've been to the uh, National Air Spot uh, the the Smith. Like 
Yeah, the, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum has like an annex off mm-hmm. like near Dulles Airport. And I've been there a couple of times and they have uh, like sort of the remains of I can't remember the name. It's a silly name, but like one of the like there were these these uh, air, aeronautical like uh, these guys like designed airplanes. They were a set of brothers like they had like 20 years of experience before the war started and they were working on the flying wing prototype um, and they had one that was close and like the remains of it are are, are being worked on and restored at uh, the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go see them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and, and the, the, the big giant plane is called the Valkyrie in this yeah. movie. Fitzgerald Valkyrie. Yeah, he's, Beca- he's obsessed because he's Because Wagner. Yeah. Wagner. Wagner. Uh, it would have been the the Northrop XB thirty five and YB thirty five. They were experimental heavy bombers um, that they used during and after World War Two. Cool beans. Northrop? No, those are American. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Ho or something Hogan Ho, yeah, Ho, Hoban. Hope so. Probably a bunch of different um, plants. Yeah, the so. there are, there are American versions that would be Northrop. Northrop is an American company. Yeah. Um, Northrop Grumman. Um, the German one was something silly like ho or bow or go. I can't, it, that's what sticks out in my head. Anyway, so <laughs> Red Skull flies yes. off in his, in his long underground runway that is, you know, fortunately not as long as the runway from that Fast and Furious movie, but still pretty long. Um, and the, uh, you know, they, they, they have the, like, uh, the, the Colonel and, uh, and Peggy show up in the Nazi mobile and give, uh, you know, Steve a ride, uh, and uh, that's so good. The fight on the plane. Yeah, I also have here. Wait, heteronormativity and in, was in required before you save the day. <laughs> yeah, just I su- like, I suppose like, it is. I know you're about to jump on this plane, and we only have so much road, but I need to kiss really you. Not the best time. It was, yeah, no. no. Yeah. Really ill-advised. Well, they almost fell know, off a cliff because she uh, kissed him. Mm-hmm. Well, it, uh, but it was <laughs> worth it. I suppose it was. That that moment got her through a a, a lot of a lot of time later in life. Mm. All right, fine. So I have <laughs> to admit, the first time I saw this movie in theaters, I fell asleep during this final fight. <laughs> It's not. Oh. I, mean, it's, I was I was at a literal midnight showing Come back on. when yeah. they actually did midnight showings at midnight. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, was yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah, they, and the thing is, I felt like so much of the emotional arc of the movie had kind of concluded already. And I was just kind of like not invested in the Nazi fight because I had been so invested in Steve and his friendships. Yeah. And, and Steve and Peggy, which I kind of woke up for them resolving that. Like, and by resolving, I mean him being a fucking idiot and not telling them his, like, bearings as he's <laughs> like, going just, down. Just tell like, them your yeah. coordinates. Yeah. yeah you. Seriously. They could have easily found him if he had just been like, these are my coordinates. Also, like, it's clear that he's putting himself down on, like, a big giant ice shelf. Like. Yeah. 
Also, like, okay, I'm not clear on, like, so part of the the controls got destroyed or something? Like, he was able to push the nose down, but not go left or right? I, I, think, eh? the, I, I think the Tesseract destroyed something. Yeah, it, right? burned, its it, way, it burned its way through a few well, layers or something. Right. Well, it's burned its way through and dropped out, but I don't think that's no. what did it. There was like a shot where like oh, one of them, right. like either Red School or Cap, like smashed into the controls or something, or they shot some of the controls. Yeah. So it's like he was able to push the, the nose down and that was well, all he, he could do. He wasn't do. able to land the plane safely because it was full of explosives right. and he didn't. But, and also he is suicidal as hell right now. Yeah. I feel like but that needs to be said. why would they just... I mean, they're okay. He could have pushed the nose down and then got into one of the little flying buzz bomb things, which also that's an interesting thing. Like near the end of the war, it gets absolutely nowhere near as much attention as the kamikaze pilots on the Pacific front. Um, but the ja- the Germans also had a suicide squad uh, that that uh, I think they were called the Wolves or something. Like they they had uh, they had a team. Uh, they tried to do the same kind of thing. It just was less uh, culturally effective, I guess. Anyway, but he could have just gotten into one of those and flown he could have like pointed it down or he could have pointed it straight up and gone for a stall but, which you know it would then, then stall out he and also collapse wouldn't be able to guarantee that the plane had definitely gone down safely well i say safely oh yeah. come like, on like you you know how steve thinks though right so he was trying to minimize uh, he was trying to yeah. minimize any damage what is it with steve's and flying off into suicide yeah steve that's what steve's it's, steve's it's, it's just you know White guys call Chris, call yeah, Steve. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> During World Blonde Wars. Blonde guys named Chris flying off in a giant plane to blow up. <laughs> yeah. To save everyone else. From, yeah. It's like, no, you didn't need to do that, guy. You didn't, you didn't need to. Do- anyway, but before that actually happens, like the fight on the plane was a lot of fun. Like, I, I like how, you know, the one Hydra trooper pulls out his boot knife and it's yeah. like, oh, the Germans aren't going to attack you with, Hydra's not going to attack you with a pocket <laughs> knife. And it's like, oh, yeah, he did. But uh, <laughs> not that it did him any good. Um, and like, just the design on those silly, like, bomb planes. I was like, like I love how they had like that's, Chicago on yeah, there and New York. and like the, thing, you know. Yeah, the the, the them- thematic thing. Like, I, I love how you know he was able to like sort of drive the one guy off and into the prop and just throw the other one out and take it take it over again and then fly the thing back into the the Without plane that he's going exploding. after is so big, it's so big that it's okay for a little fighter bomb thing to go into it. And also, that moment where he flies the fighter bomb thing back into the plane, he could seriously like those things aren't going to go off just from hitting things they're they're not that's not the way powerful explosives typically anyway whatever so he fights he fights uh, red skull in the in the yeah. in the cockpit and they have like the great like you know sort of um you know the the bit where it like it's diving and they have the zero gravity fight and i'm like oh that's so cool and then there's like I don't know, like, as I was writing the notes, like, I thought about it as kind of a callback to, like, at the beginning of the movie, when he gets the Tesseract, he's like, Hitler can keep looking for those those trinkets in the desert. And I immediately thought of the Ark of the Covenant and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And as soon as, like, the Tesseract pops out, he grabs it. And what happens? Basically yeah. the same thing as the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. He gets Ark of the Covenant. Like, silly Red Skull. And it's so great. I love it. Thinks he can hold an infinity stone. That's cute. 
He's no Peter Quill. (laughs) He's not a Peter Quill. And that, yeah, that kind of like informs what happens later on in the universe Mm -hmm. and in other movies. It's like when I heard about a human that was able to hold an infinity stone stone without dying. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, even though even though Red Skull is like augmented and incredibly strong and powerful, he can't hold the infinity stone without going. The only thing is strong. Yeah, he can punch hard, but that's about it. He's got muscles. He's strong and mm-hmm. he's a dick. Yep. That's not a superpower though, even if he thinks it is. Mm. <laughs> he's just, he's like a he's like a, a world class dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then as Steve is flying the plane into the ice, he's on the radio with Peggy. Oh. And they say <laughs> they make a date. Go dancing. Oh. Going to go dancing. They're gonna be there at seven. <laughs> And just and 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 Haley Atwell just knocks the fuck out of that scene. She does. Oh, it makes Bane. me so sad. Oh, poor Chris. Actually, okay, so I was watching this movie while my son was taking a nap today, and, um, like, it, you know, he takes nice long naps, but he woke up, like, just near the end, he woke up just after Red Skull died, and so I go, and I left the movie running, and I went and got him, and brought him in, and, like, he, he you know, I plopped him down, and he was still, like, sort of sleepy, and and, and we're, like, looking at, 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 like, Peggy and, and, like, Steve, like, having their tearful goodbye and, like, sadness, and, and, uh, and I'm just like... And my son like pats me on the arm and he goes like, "It's okay, Daddy. Don't sad." (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, "Oh, thanks, buddy." (laughs) Got a good kid there. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And then in the wake of his death, Captain America becomes an icon and a hero, and there's kids running around with comic books of him and the trash can shield. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like oh, and you have you have that moment where the Howling Commandos and Peggy yes. like are all together and which is very much like there's that moment at the end of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, celebrating and they're just Yeah, sad. there was like that shot like was it in London like yeah. you know the the Victory yeah, Day the and like yeah. you know that, that's like that seemed like it might as well be the same shot yeah. of of like her like in the just, street you know, like you know seeing Steve war. picture and it was like yeah. Yeah. I really want Diana. Uh, yeah, nothing it ends the, the same way. She's looking at Steve's picture. <laughs> Steve, Chris, Chris, Steve, Steve, Chris. Oh my god! <laughs> I, That's so I terrible. Wonder Woman, and all I wanted was just like Howling Commander right? Wonder Woman. Yes, I think we we talked yeah. about that a lot, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah. Like, imagine the Howleys meeting. Wonder Woman has her own her, her own yeah, Howling imagine Commandos. Imagine them meeting. Imagine them having conversations. Oh my gosh. Uh. Uh. Amazing. That's all I want from life. Um, Yeah, and then Howard Stark finds the Tesseract and tells him to keep looking for more for Steve. We found the energy signature. He's like, yeah, move on to the next grid. Move on to the next grid. And they're like, but there's no sign of keep doing it. Find my friend. Find my fondue friend. (gasps) Fondue is just cheese and bread. (sighs) Fondue. And that, like, that continues to play out really well in Agent Carter. Like, I'm so sad that show got canceled. Me too. Sounds, it makes sense. Then, it sucks, but... And then, and then, and then and Steve wakes up. Yes. And Steve yep. wakes up. And he hears to a radio broadcast of a baseball game. Yep. And I'm yep. sorry, but I've been to a bunch of different baseball games, and I cannot remember 
exact details of plays. The thing is, Steve maybe has probably just... only been to one. That's my yeah. suspicion. He must super be. He must like, super be into baseball. That's the baseball. only one he's been to, and so he remembers <laughs> he's it. He's like, this is the one I went to live, and I remember it really clearly. Maybe he just really likes baseball. Dog. Like, but he wasn't even listening to the game that long. Maybe. Oh, it was. It was like it's a, it's, well, like that. The play. There was a play there that was kind of distinct. You know, and he mm-hmm. got the name, and he got you know sort of what happened. So that is conceivably the sort of thing you could identify. Okay. It's just crazy. Okay. I, I I think it is possible. Particularly, I mean, Steve did not come from money. Yeah. How many baseball games did he attend? So really? he would have like committed every moment of it to memory. He would remember the ones mm-hmm. that he got to go to. Maybe he yeah. even went so, to it with Bucky, and Bucky's still fresh on his mind. And... Yeah, and it and it might have also been like just before yeah. he signed up, and and I could it, it was it was recent, fairly fresh uh, in his memory. And 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 you know it's the forties. It's like you know he's yeah. he's at that you know he goes to the the films to see cartoons and like news. But how much popular media like really sort of permeates your brain it's like think about all the things that we're able to remember about bullshit stuff in comics and movies and tv shows and it's like in at that time there wasn't nearly as much going on to fill that that same amount of headspace so it's conceivable that yeah you you could i i i have no problem with him remembering because it was yeah the the baseball game was from 41 1941 Mm. so yeah yeah so it was when the the, the so war a few was on, years, but not that yeah, the long. war was on, but not in America. Yeah. Well, the thing that I really want to know is like, I just want to see Nick Fury going. Who the hell didn't do their research? Who made well, that well, here's mistake? The thing. I, there was a there was a really good theory that they did it on purpose mm. because the because the to see yeah. if he would to see if he because was smart also, enough to see if he was yeah everything. like because the 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 woman who comes in is wearing the wrong kind of bra. She's wearing, got the yeah, wrong kind of hair, makeup is, mm-hmm. you know, a certain way. And like, yeah, she's not put together like a woman in the military in World War Two. It's would like, be. it's like close, but not and quite. And S.H.I.E.L.D. are not so stupid that they wouldn't yeah. know how to do that. Is this yeah, a test? Precisely. And, and obviously the, the makeup people did it on purpose because they know how to do that makeup because they did it on Peggy and they did it on like all the other women we see in the background. Yeah. So they, they know what they're doing. So it had to be on purpose. Now, yeah. my question is, I work near Times Square. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck did they have enough money to have enough space to put a whole thing in? I don't care. Shield, whatever. You can't afford Times Square rents. Why would they hold them in Midtown? It's like... Like they were like, we wanted to break you in, in, in like slowly. I'm like, you put him in Midtown, the most overwhelming place in New York City. Yeah. Why they, would you yeah. do yeah, that? It's like, why? Don't you have a facility in like Maine yeah. or Alaska or also, some? You know, how Canada? did they? How did they soundproof it that well? How did they get him there? <laughs> Actually, you know, the work that you can do with acoustics in a building is really phenomenal. I work with a really great acoustical engineer. Okay. She and I go do CrossFit together. It's awesome. <laughs> This is my life. Yeah. And and oh. before I looked up what date they filmed it, I was like, this is the theater nerd in me. I was like, well, they must have filmed this scene quite late in the game because Catch Me If You Can only began previews on Broadway in March of 2011, and that movie came out in July. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see Daniel Radcliffe in the background from his run in How to Succeed. Like, it's a whole yeah. thing. Like, you can... Mm. Yeah, but so I yeah, I, I went. I saw that yeah, when but, he was in it. So yeah, I went. I went back and I looked up when they filmed. I was like, they must have filmed this late, and it was like the last thing they filmed in April. Yeah, yeah. April twenty third. I mean, 
Because, A, the amount of money you would need for all the permits to, like, shut down Times Square. Oh, yeah, because that was, like... (laughs) Disney has that money. Because it's right in front of the statue, right? Disney owns Times Square. Yeah, it's... But at least I I work right there. It's a crazy area. Yeah. The logistics involved in doing that is bananas. Because you need the Department of Transportation, you mm-hmm. need the police department, yep. you need, like, God, I can't even think about how much yeah. you would need to yeah. coordinate to get that shut down. You've been asleep, wow. Cap. <laughs> 70 For years. 70 years. <laughs> oh, that made me so sad. But I had, I a, had date. a date. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. My son patted me on the arm again. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have a very empathetic son. You should nurture that. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying. Good job. I'm trying. So oh, that brings us man. to the end of Captain America. Our only real, you know, tag at the end of this movie is the fact yeah. that we're about to have Avengers. And yeah. yeah. And it's a pretty uh, they awesome, take a, like a little scene out awesome of. I uh, see. I think it's kind of a dumb trailer. <laughs> some assembly required kind of made me angry. <laughs> I just, angry. Some like, assembly like required that, was that, dumb. That, that line. Dumb. That line was terrible. It's terrible, but it's true. I'm not a big fan of the flashing pictures image. I'm like, why couldn't they have just left it at the? You know, we're gonna save it. Why did they have to show a full on trailer? Because that's how trailers work. Because, because they thought that you had, with your short attention span, forgotten everything that had come before. <laughs> because I had fallen asleep. Remember, remember, I had fallen asleep and I was groggy. Because they couldn't believe they were this far along. They couldn't. They're like, "Oh my god, we're actually doing it! Oh my god, we're making an Avengers movie! Oh my god, it's happening! Oh, you guys, I totally never thought this was even possible in my wildest favorite dreams." So when Avengers was out. Honest trailers did their, or honest movie trailers did their thing. Mm-hmm. And in intru- introducing, you know, the cast, he said, Captain America, no one's favorite Avenger. And I'm like, you're wrong. Shut <laughs> up and take that back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man, that's terrible. Steve, I think. Honest, honest trailers can be terrible sometimes. So, yeah, <laughs> I could see, like, from, like, an outside standpoint, someone who didn't know the nuance of the character. You might think he would come across as bland, the way Superman can come across as bland in a yeah. If the, the writing, if the writing's yeah, not right. But this Steve is just like such a rich, deep character that I love. It. Like Steve Rogers is hands down one of my favorite comic book characters, mm-hmm. and I will defend him to the death. Yes, yes. Good. I just I'm he like deserves, yeah. He deserves it. My favorite. You're, you're okay. s- yeah. You're in mourning still over Bucky. It's okay. I'm like, my favorite of the Marvel properties are what people people either say Thor is the worst or Captain America is the worst, and those are my two favorites of the franchises. They're, they're, the, they're the two yellow labs. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Oh, I think uh, you're going to join us for Thor the Dark World, Dark World, right? I haven't been asked, but I will. All right. <laughs> So, I think it's about time to wrap up, huh? Oh, yeah. I think it's bedtime. Yeah, it is. It's super duper is. I'm turning into a pumpkin, so... <laughs> I can I can hear it happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. All right, so, 
Next time, we are going to bring this wacky crew together into a fun, fun, <laughs> fun, fun movie that made a fuck ton of money in the box office. It super did. And it's also why, you know, we can't have nice things anymore. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. We can totally have nice things. Well, it's why we, it is exactly why we have nice things. If it had failed, yes. we wouldn't have these nice things. Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with I this? don't know. You're too tired. <laughs> oh, my God. I am. <laughs> right, anyone got anything to plug before we sign off for tonight go to the facebook group we are on facebook it's countdown to infinity and uh you know it's a closed group you'll have to maybe ask for permission i'm not sure positive yet but do that there join us for discussions it'll be great we're also on instagram as countdown to infinity and uh i haven't done anything with it yet but if i say it publicly then it'll force me to do something with it we have a tumblr countdown to infinity ha yes so you know hit us up yes. on the internets and stuff and uh maybe we'll have a twitter at some point do we have a twitter already i don't know do we i don't think we have a twitter oh shoot well that's our fault um maybe Oops. by the time we publish this we will have a twitter and if we do you can find out about it on our facebook group and our tumblr and our instagram hey, look at that i brought it back around like a smarty mm-hmm. all right Saved gang. It. haven't yes you did all Thank right days. until next time when we have will... an awesome week have an awesome week and then next time avengers assemble <laughs>